Is there anything you don't want us to talk about? Um, no. Um, although if I can uh, ask that you put one little disclaimer at the front of the episode, it is, uh, please, dear God, my Mormon family members, don't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> download this, give them five stars, and then leave this episode forever. I don't want to hear you. I don't want you to hear me say whatever I'm about to say in this episode. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna say it. I got some thought. I got some thoughts on this one. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of holes ready for conversation. Speaking of holes, welcome to Animorphin Time with Nate and Tyler. Uh, welcome to Animorphin Time. We're here ready to fill fill holes, narrative holes with our um, meat. Oh God! So <laughs> they can't tell you their names. They can't tell you where they live, but in the mid to late 90s, these five teenagers can turn into animals to fight an invading army of evil brain slugs. Five dumb teens are the only thing standing in the way of complete annihilation. This is Anamorphic Time with Nate and Tyler. Get your hand off my girlfriend, you yerk brain bastard! <laughs> this is for daddy. Uh, make it like half the bottle. Catherine Alice Applegate wouldn't want this. She doesn't want this. <laughs> And like they're they're like no stop <laughs> shooting at children. Oh man, being twelve was weird. <laughs> to, uh, to all our to all our listeners out there, this one's been in the works for a while. We thought, you know, we haven't had anyone representing the new generation, the Zoomers. And one thing that this podcast has taught me is that we got a few of those listening. So today, we welcome. Philosopher, shit poster, victim of my online grooming, Matt, aka Bonji. Welcome to Animorphin Time. Hello, all. I'm so glad to be here. As my Twitter handle says, I'm the representative of the Zoomer Caucus. So, and that's you're the one Zoomer I trust. I, mean, I don't know what I don't know what Billie Eilish does. He sounds like an asshole. <laughs> I don't want any part of it. Bonji, welcome. How goes it? What what's on your mind before we we'll do this like talk stuff that podcasts do? You ever hear that they talk at the beginning? Yeah. yeah. How's the weather out there in uh, Bonji? <laughs> Bonji, it's actually horrific. I was like just driving through a hailstorm, and you know just oh, to yeah, show that's you the Zoomer where weather. My... It's uh, <laughs> random and dangerous. Yeah, to show you where my priorities were while I was in the car and couldn't see the road. All I could think was. Fuck, I hope the power doesn't go out because I really want to record this podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> as as all white men want to do, it's our only thought. I'm finally a real leftist. Yeah, yeah. You finally you've done it. So we're we're uh taking your podcast virginity, is that what I'm to understand? <laughs> exactly, yeah. The the online grooming has finally paid off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. You can never take it, it's only given to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a <laughs> gift. <laughs> And you, you know what they say, any podcast you do after this is going to be worth less in the eyes of God, because yeah. <laughs> you will have been tainted already. It clogs your internet lines. Like, it, it gets to the point where, like, you know, you only get, like, 56K out if you do enough podcasts. <laughs> yeah. The diagrams I'm picturing, a lot of seminal vesicles being clogged. Not <laughs> my, good. My wife is <laughs> inspecting my microphone's hymen, like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely been a podcast here. <laughs> we can smell it. I found your pop filter in your dresser. I know you've been using it. <laughs> oh, shit. No, let's not do that. So, Wanji, as with everyone, tell us your history with Animorphs. 
All right. So as alluded to earlier, um, I am of a younger generation, I think, than most of your guests and your demographic. Uh, yeah, <laughs> by quite a margin. <laughs> yeah, uh, as you all hate to be reminded. Um, I will neglect from actually mentioning my age to spare the audience that pain. But well, we'll hold. We'll hold on. Let's give them a little <laughs> psychic damage here. Cool. Were you alive during nine eleven? Barely. Whew. Is what we will say. Yeah. Whew. But okay. But do you remember it? I was three months old. Oh, that didn't answer the question. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, How much forgetting have you done? Um, but yeah, so with Animorphs, uh, it was, my first exposure was actually, uh, this book, which is part of the reason I wanted to do this one and also just the lingering trauma from it. But, um, (laughs) yeah, in third grade, uh, my teacher, uh, had like, you know, that little like bookshelf in the corner that all like elementary school teachers do. And -hmm. I walked over and saw this whack blue alien turning into a cow and thought, what the hell is this? I need to read it. Um, so yeah, I, I really, I read these books off and on and completely out of order. I just tried to parse together, you know, whatever details I could. I remember, uh, I think the biggest shock I received was one time I was reading one of these books and Visser One walks in and it was a Jake book and he goes, Marco's mother. It's like, oh, holy shit, I missed something in one of these books. (laughs) But yeah, I actually, I don't know how these end because I fell off the wagon, uh, so to speak, uh, before I could find my way to the end of these books. So, I mean, I think we can both piece together because I I don't know how it ends either. You guys want to know real quick? Let me just, I'll wrap it up for both of you. I think the the Animorphs, they beat Cryak. (laughs) Well... I, Who can say, uh, no? <laughs> <laughs> You're true. I'll tell you this. The ending is very fulfilling, and it ties up nicely. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> well, from what uh, I've just heard, like the- that is a lie. So I'm looking forward to discovering this. Uh, I'm going to be telling a lot of lies today. I've done <laughs> it my entire life. I'm not going to stop today for everybody. You know who's probably an awful liar? I oh, can't wait for this one. Let's hear that segue. Do you know? Probably you're going to say Axe, uh, Kathy Apples, me. Kathy you, Apples is Ghostwriter. I think this is one of the first ghostwritten books, actually. Side note. It is. I, I reached out to the ghostwriter and they never responded. What, what's the ghostwriter's name? We should. Amy Garvey. Amy yes. Garvey, author of she, the book The Experiment. Yeah, she. She's she, not a good liar. She wrote a lot of erotica, by the way. I was like going. What? Yeah, oh, she wrote a lot, yes. of, a lot of Harlequin erotica. I started looking around. Like, ooh, this I want to get her real bad. Uh, who among us never... has not written lots of Harley Quinn erotica? Okay, I but here, before we move on to the actual book, the Animorphs book. Okay. <laughs> that we're here to talk wow, about. Wow, you never <laughs> stop things. That's always okay, let's do it. I want to know the titles of those books that she wrote. Do we have like titles of God, the books? No, I'd have to look it up again. I can pause. No, fuck. You want to actually do work? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. You can't just drop, oh, like this person wrote a bunch of Harlequin novels and not bring up the titles of the novels. 
I mean, we can we can probably guess. You're lucky I remember her name from memory. Lost at sea. Hurling bodies. Um, Cold kiss. Glass heart. Hot date. <laughs> hot date? Hot date. I mean, hey, sometimes you... I'd read hot date. <laughs> in the words of Garth Marenghi, I know writers who use subtext, and they're all cowards. <laughs> all cowards. What if I'm lonely and I want to read about a hot date? <laughs> uh, yeah. Glass heart. Stealing a little bit there from I mean, one of the best songs ever written, but that's there's, okay. There's a temperature theme with this woman. Where it's either hot or cold. <laughs> right. Cold kiss. Glass heart. Hot date. <laughs> See, the hot date, that's the oh. real hot one. Yeah, Amy Garvey, reach out. We yeah. want to talk to you. I tried. I tried. We'll take you out on a hot date, and I'll give you a cold kiss. <laughs> yeah, and I'll break your glass heart. Ooh, that one's mean. I know the words. You know who gives a real cold kiss. Yeah, tell me who gives us a cold kiss. Someone without a mouth? Yeah, X. X Millie. Yeah, I, I got it. Vaughn yeah. Iskill. Is it Vaughn? Va- yeah, it's Vaughn Iskill. No, say Axe's full name. Axe Millie Vaughn. Yep. So far, 100%. Is- Iskill? Yeah. Axe Millie Vaughn Iskill. We got it. Yeah. yeah okay. The, the people who have been getting on you for pronunciation are going to love that one. Um, yep. Yeah. It, it, DM me corrections. Correct <laughs> everything I say wrong. <laughs> Nate doesn't read a goddamn thing we post. While we're on the subject of kissing, though, I have to say, Seropedia, uh, the Animorphs mm-hmm. fan wiki, huge shout out to them. They have a goofs and inconsistencies section for this book. Oh, um, let's hear some goofers before you get into it. And they both are in like the first five pages. And I'm sure oh they could have found some more inconsistencies if they wanted to. But hang on. Uh, I, what's, the, what's the number one goof? The number one goof is that Axe doesn't understand the concept of kissing, even though it is revealed in the Hork Bashir Chronicles that Andalites kiss through their palms. Oh, what a what a Amy goof Garvey, that was. Do better. Uh, however, <laughs> we I need sh- to hold Amy Garvey accountable. <laughs> I should say though, maybe Axe just has never kissed. Probably not. Like, I mean, he, he's what twelve? He's a teenage child soldier. Maybe he doesn't like he hasn't gotten that uh, sex ed class. We need Axe's yeah, eight cell arc. Yeah. Yeah. So these goofs, man, I'll tell you one thing. There's a lot of pedantic people on the internet who care a lot about these little details. Oh, you want I'd, pedantic. Here's I don't. the other goof. Axe is nude when he morphs to a human, although Axe had already incorporated a morphing outfit by the Predator. Yet again, Amy Garvey, do better. Do wait, better. Wait, so? So those are the two, those are the only inconsistencies in this book. That's pretty much a perfect book. Yeah. I wouldn't even say they're inconsistent. I think there's <laughs> rational explanations for it. The author of Cold Kiss would not get these things wrong. <laughs> she did this on purpose, and I think we need to read into it hard. Yeah. <laughs> Amy Garvey, let's take you on a hot date. Let's have three white men explain to you what you did wrong with an <laughs> Animorphs book. And then I'll do the thing where I put like ice cubes on my lip to make it cold. And I'll give you a cold kiss. <laughs> I have found still nothing makes women want to kiss you more than explaining their mistakes to them. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> what I do. I have the most first dates on Tinder. And then a cold, pallid kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Can we kiss coldly now? <laughs> Let's get in the book. I, yeah. I tried segways. You hated them. So, no, I didn't hate them. This is Animorphs, number 28. I was just the, trying to do an experiment. Uh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. For number 28. You really want to do this. The I like that one. 
So we're here with number 28, the experiment, tagline being, change is a good thing, a very good thing. That makes no fucking sense to this book. I'd say that's another goof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amy Garvey, we got your ass. Let's number add three to the, the goof, goof list. Yeah. Oh, and then we get to open up to one of the best sort of cutbacks that we've had in a while. Nate, you loved this. Uh, I loved everything about, well, I love the front cover. I love the rainbow exterior where <laughs> yeah. it just, it's very uh, 70s. It's very like acid trippy. And then you flip right into the inside cover and it's this like Photoshop mishmash of, it's, it's hard to explain what's so off-putting about it. I think scale is the problem for me right now because Cassie's giant. <laughs> she, yeah she's huge um she's the size of a cow she's pointing at a cow and then kind of giggling she's laughing at their balls if you if you know the story how it goes <laughs> she's laughing at their 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 big floppy balls uh and their existence because they shouldn't actually have balls and we'll find that we'll find that out later oh wait or is she laughing at uh is she laughing at axe for morphing a cow actually so she's laughing yeah. at axe's lack of balls oh yeah that's kind of what I saw it as. Oh, yeah. Uh, poor Axe doesn't have any balls. <laughs> uh, Tobias is just there. That's not <laughs> Tobias. That's Jake. Oh, is that Jake? That's Peregrine Falcon, baby. Oh, I thought that was Tobias. Yeah, no. it is a Tobias is the other Peregrine cow. Falcon. Yeah, Peregrine Falcons are small. Listen, I'm I'm bird blind. I only see bird. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what bird I see. Well, as a bird it's in path. Me. Yeah. I've seen him try to feed ugly women seed before. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, everyone loves a good time for our seed. It's it's fine. It's just right. And ugly men and ugly <laughs> non-binary folks. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for Nate's <laughs> always carrying seed. <laughs> God. Uh yeah. But the inside cover, it's great though. Like the I love it. It's surreal. It's weird. Start carrying seed in my car to give to homeless falconers on the street with signs. <laughs> like how how can they afford to give their falcon seed, you know? That reminds me of my favorite Simpsons joke. Sneed's feed and seed. <laughs> Formerly Chuck's. <laughs> anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah, this is an axe book. We um, got axe. We got our baby boy. Not only did our, we get our baby our boy. Our alien out of context. We got our baby boy back, but we also uh, got our regular story back. We got a fucking Animorph story. No, no Cryak. No Drode, no going under the sea, no Grand Adventure. Yeah, no Elemist, po- sorry, no Emilist popping in to like ruin everybody's day. Right. And it's no just- filler. They hop right into the plot with this one. Yeah, we're just jumping in. And it's great. Let's jump in. Let's jump in. Chapter right. one. What happens in chapter one? Uh, Axe loves TV. He loves it. Did you see that coming? Did you picture Axe as like a TV loving, uh, you know, I wouldn't I- say doofus, but. I mean, he's a doofus. Yeah. It's... What I love about this is the last time we saw Axe, they gave him this almanac. He's like, I'm going to learn all the facts. And now in this, he's fucking watching Days of Our Lives <laughs> and like, oh... I mean, it's young and restless, but Days of Our Lives is better. Do we want to get into that now? Which one has mummies? Passions. Oh, damn. Passions was fantastic. <laughs> now, I don't know how y'all Zoomers like to do it, Bonchi, but... Back in uh, us millennials' day, oh god, I yeah, hate, like that. That I hate great. this already. Sounds insecure, just like all millennials. God, I'm so <laughs> insecure. Like I would rather show everyone my butthole than be emotionally honest. But back in the day, mm-hmm. we'd watch soap operas during the day, and we'd be like, "Oh, that's where all the hot girls are," 
and I know I had my I I know which ones I liked. I love Days of Our Lives. I love Passions. Like Days of Our Lives, there's no one more evil than Stefano Demira. <laughs> Just push this idiot woman aside and ingratiate yourself. I can't do that. You what? What? But are you intimidated by Vivian Alamein? Come, Catherine, Catherine, snap out of it. Hmm? This woman is nothing but an opportunistic nut job. All right? You, on the other hand, are Philip's mother. Like the Demiras were the evil family. Of course they were. They're Italian. Let me Sorry, Bonte. Yeah, can't confirm. <laughs> uh, let me guess. Stefano, he had a goatee. Or he had a full he, Van Dyke. No, right? he like, had a goatee. You were okay. right on. All right. Like he, I, had, I think I remember actually going to your house and seeing you watching a, <laughs> uh, uh, Days of Our Lives. Yep, Days of Our Lives. Okay, but our boy Axe is really into the Young and the Restless. Yeah, my mom was into really uh, Young and the Restless. She she watched uh, it. was her stories. <laughs> right. She was a stories watcher. And it it's this chapter is very cute. Axe has built himself a home, which is basically half a hole in the ground. He's got a picture of a cinnamon roll. <laughs> yes. I, I love that. I love that detail. That was very nice. That is, that is a beautiful little detail. B- Bonji, do you have an aspirational picture on your wall that you just look at and you're like, one day? Yeah, you know, actually, um, it's also a picture of a cinnamon roll. Um, I just, you know, decided to hang it up. This book really stuck with me. No, I don't. I don't have any pictures. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. you, ha- you should actually. You should have a picture of cinnamon. We're right? three white guys podcasting. We don't have dreams. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, me? this was the dream. I hung up a screenshot of the anamorphing time logo, and well, now I got to take it down. <laughs> Completed. Dream finished. Wait. <laughs> like I, I don't have anything up either that's aspiration. I don't have a list of dreams. I mean, Fuck, I, this is really depressing. <laughs> I guess no. I mean. I say aspirational as like, you know, like, oh, I have a picture of hot babe because I'm going to get that hot babe. Like anything like that. No, I don't keep targets on my wall. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't either. I'm trying to figure out like because I yeah, the you know, thing like, that I learned from TV was that this happens, right? Yeah, I just have like, you know, a list of billionaires and addresses um, connected <laughs> right. by red lines. Yeah. <laughs> it's aspirational. I mean, yeah. yes, I do have a list. It's like co-workers i don't like or like ex-girlfriends there's a few of them crossed off God, wow. <laughs> well well access cinema bun is never crossed off because he's never satisfied <laughs> no he's definitely not now i love this i genuinely love the start of this book because it's got character axe loves fucking tv he absolutely loves it and i love that tobias comes in to watch tv with him because one thing Tobias always did was he liked watching TV. He liked sitting on the couch, eating chips, and watching TV. Yeah. So you've got these two weirdo aliens just apart from society, apart from anything that makes them either human or like themselves. They're just watching TV. I love the numbing beauty of TV. Well, it's also collective for them. It's It's a... It's together time, honestly. I think that that's why they... Because Axe, at the right beginning, he says that, you know, we're shorms. Like, we're better yeah. friends than I have friends yeah. with Jake and, and Cassie mm-hmm. and Marco and them. Like, you know. Me and Tobias got something special. And I think part of that connection is just them, like, just watching trash television. <laughs> I mean, that's how you and I formed our friendship. That's how a lot of friendships, like, start out. is just, like, watching just some garbage. That's how you get to know somebody. Is like, you encounter a piece of media... Like, what do you think? Is this cool? Is this trash? 
I was just going to say, yeah, I think it's a much better and more natural bond than like, oh, I don't know, if hypothetically Axe had saved Tobias from some bullies and then just <laughs> resented the fact that he sort of followed him around for the rest of <laughs> their school time, uh, hypothetically speaking. <laughs> yeah, if that happened in these books, that'd probably be pretty badly written. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what does Axe think about the Young and the Restless? He loves it, although he doesn't understand why they're so restless. Yeah. And why they're so young. He, he's found his one joke. <laughs> yeah. He's I found would, the joke. I would kill for a Jerry Seinfeld observational comedy uh, style thing done by Axe. It's just like, oh. what's the deal with mouths? You say things and they make sounds. <laughs> sounds, uh, sounds, uh. And this is the whole special. Just him making noises into the microphone. I ate all the cinnamon buns, Jerry. <laughs> I ate them all. <laughs> Uh, no, I can't do it. And that's just cut in Michael Richard yelling the N-word. <laughs> See, I, I thought you were going to go with the other direction of uh, Jerry Seinfeld dating a 17-year-old. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. What I would say is just punch upward. Hit that uh, uh, Jason Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> hit the one. Yeah, hit the one with the, like, lifelong autoimmune disease where his bones are going to stop moving. Yeah, let's let's hit him. Yeah, hit him. He's had it too good Look for up. too long. Uh so, Axe and Tobias, chilling out, mm. they kind of have this competitive nature because Marco's sneaking up on them. And I, honestly, these books need more little moments where two characters are having a little fun with each other. Yeah. I love that bit. I love that. Because yeah. you get to see how they're forming their shormship. Shor- shormity? Yeah. Sh- 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 is it just shorm? Shormanship. <laughs> the greatest shormsman. <laughs> And that's and then and then Marco comes trotting along. Yeah, like and Marco's a real idiot. Here. He's got some he's got some thoughts about them watching the Young and the Restless. Like Tobias and Axe, they're watching it unabashedly, enjoying it. And Marco's like, "Won't you watch something good like Buffy or Party of Five or Cops or South Park? Any of those shows good?" Uh, let's see. Uh, Buffy is still okay. I People think. like Buffy. It's fine. Uh, Party of Five. I remembered nothing about that show. I remember having a crush on Nev Campbell and fucking Scott Wolf. There are five of them. They're having a party. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm glad it's, it's straight from history because, like, who cares? Uh, cops. I don't think we Enough need to talk set. about cops. <laughs> uh, gr- great show. Ugh. Show that Marco would enjoy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was my thought um, when you mentioned South Park. I was like, yeah, of course, yep. Marco's, like, the middle schooler who's really into South Park. Um, yeah. Huh. I suppose maybe Those? has a different connotation for the Zoomers, but yikes, bad sign. Yeah. yeah, what does it say for y'all when someone really likes South Park? I'm trying to figure out exactly what to say. I mean, I think the South Park middle schooler is like art and porn in that you know them when you see them, but you can't really describe them otherwise. Um, mm. They're generally... A lot of crossover with wrestling, probably. Yes, lots of crossover with wrestling. Actually, yeah, I'd say that the... Uh, the South Park, it's, yeah, it's really, like, exclusively white versions of the wrestling kids, uh, which was a very uh, mm-hmm. diverse group of kids, a very diverse kind of guy in my middle school. <laughs> right. Always, you could tell who they were by the bruises from their father. I, would they describe themselves as politically incorrect? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, they, person, I think they would. Uh, I think, yeah. Yeah. The person who enjoys Bill Burr for speaking truth to power. Um. <laughs> it's it's like 
if you don't like South Park, it's because you're offended by it. Yeah. yeah. Ty, don't be offended by South Park. I, I watched that vaccine special. I didn't laugh at all. Yeah. Like, hey, you know what? Like, I was a kid who watched South Park. <gasps> I know. We were talking about you. We were talking about me because it turns out you actually get better as, as, when you grow up. Kids are assholes. Oh, so we shouldn't cancel someone based on their old tweets from 2019? What did you, oh <laughs> I, <laughs> nah, just, I, I just, get the joke. Just that shit from online, you know. I, I say know. sweating nervously, rapidly hitting the delete button on tweets from yesterday. <laughs> I should tweet out how do I delete a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, like I think Marco is definitely Marco is one of those people who um is an edgelord. Oh yeah. You know big and, time. And so he's just like, why aren't you watching these like edgelord shows like Cops <laughs> like Buffy. or South Park? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's just like, no, we're watching good shit. We're watching. I would honestly rather watch a soap opera than Cops right now. Oh, for sure. Right. A, like trying to dissect what a soap opera is now would be fucking terrifically fun to me. Somebody make that podcast. I would actually listen to a couple episodes of it and then drop no, off. Nate, Nate, we're halfway through this one. We could do it. <laughs> Man. Like I don't like edge lords at all. No, just being edgy for edgy's sake. But that that is what being a teenager is: is that you're kind of pushing the boundaries. You're figuring out what shit is. Yeah, that is a fair and, point. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's better when teenagers do it. But when you see a forty year old man do it, oh yeah, no, then you're just a man child. Like you're, you're Joe Rogan, you know? Yeah, <laughs> being on 4chan after age sixteen, uh, I think is how I'd put it. Um, right. Ooh. Or before age 14. It's a very small window where you can acceptably be in it. Um, and Hear that, everybody? You can, experience? You, who can say? You can be racist when you're 14. That's it. Yeah, exactly. You can plan, you can plan shootings when you're 14. That's you it. Have a little chuckle. Uh, <laughs> Just be prepared for the dire consequences. Yeah. <laughs> of which all teenagers are. Um. <laughs> so on top of this this spiel of you should watch watch better television, Marco hands him a TV guide, uh, uh, which uh, you know, hey, uh, I'm glad those are gone. I never had one to begin with. I always just guess what was on. <laughs> oh man, I was, I always wanted them because like, oh, pictures of TV. I love TV. Yeah, but my family will never had Reader's Digest. Yeah, the oh, idea yeah. that you had to subscribe to know what was on TV at any given time was kind of bananas. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys remember TV? <laughs> that is a concept nope. that doesn't really exist anymore. Uh, I remember oh. it every time I go to a hotel because I turn it on and it's like, what are old people watching? The answer oh, it's, is it's it's dark. garbage. Turning it's on a the lot TV of Big Bang Theory. Yeah. yeah it's young no, if you want us <laughs> Oh, thank you. Yeah, Boy, mm. I can taste that. That's mm. you're truly is very good. It's <laughs> truly great. Uh. Um, so, anyways, uh, so Axe likes TV, Marco likes TV, Tobias likes TV, and they're all talking about TV. Um, but they need to go. They're gonna go to the mall mm -hmm. for what? Man, remember Food. malls, everybody? Those were wild. Yeah. <laughs> malls were on their way out before this, before the air became poison, and now, whew, I don't even know what's left. Cinnabon. And maybe like an Orange Julius. Where else do young people go to like grab each other's genitals over their clothes in public? If Movie not the theaters. mall. Those are gone too. Yeah, which are yeah, also gone. Oh, God. It's a dark time to be a teenager, I guess. Uh, I say, pretending uh, I am not also one. <laughs> also, might I add, I never did any of those things as a teenager. <laughs> what? 
What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tyler, picture young Sheldon, teenager, <laughs> only uglier and stupider, and is named Nate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those things. <laughs> those accurate things. Yeah. No, it's like my first date was at an Orange Julius in the mall. Yeah. I was like, man, should I ask her to go to KB Toys? Does do you think she wants to look at a new Archangel action figure? She didn't. Yeah. Well. Well, that's how you know she wasn't the one. That's I know she wasn't the one. She's got a shitload of kids now. Her loss. None. But you know what kids are doing now these days? Kids these days, let me tell you. Talking to FedEx trucks? Talking to FedEx (laughs) trucks that just go out, like hit the streets. And it's like, man, shaking my head. Kids, don't talk to FedEx trucks. (laughs) Especially when they talk back. That's the real problem is when the trucks talk back. You got to watch out for those trucks when they talk back. Um, Yeah, they're they're talking to a talking truck. (laughs) Why are they doing that? Why is there a talking truck? Because Eric likes to show off. Yeah. That's right, listeners. Our boy, Eric King, the dog robot extraordinaire, shows up as a truck and he's like, hey, guys. Isn't this sick? And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty sick, Eric. Check me out. Man, I can be a truck. I also used to cut Catherine the Great's hair. Yeah. Oh, don't mind me. I was Moses' lawyer. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. That bit, I was like, okay, Eric, fuck you. Calm down. We get it. You're old. That's enough of that. Um, he 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 says Moses' lawyer, right? Yeah, he's so Marco complain actually hang on, I have it right here. A federal express truck, Marco said. <laughs> Isn't that copyright infringement? Eric formed a metallic grin. They can call my lawyer. He was Moses' law professor. Uh, Isn't that God? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that like actual God? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the God confirmed. <laughs> Uh, Animorphs 28. Yeah, Eric was the burning like, bush. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah. Hey, go up that hill, kid. <laughs> <laughs> By Save the way, the Jews. <laughs> By the way, I was like a cave, caveman's acupuncturist. <laughs> All right, thanks, burning bush. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, you, you heard it here first. God confirmed by Eric King. Yeah. Um,. Cool. Explain that one, atheists. Yeah. <laughs> Check and mate. <laughs> uh, put this on your list of uh, 10 atheist owns. <laughs> Turns out it was actually a dog robot. <laughs> Don't put in the MC Chris cut. <laughs> Please no more, MC Chris. Please yeah. no more. So we're actually acknowledging that I'm putting in Robot Dog? Yeah. The song Robot Dog? Yeah, please no more. <laughs> Why not? You've heard the song. Fucked his master underneath the table. Robot dog. Ah! Turn him off, motherfucker. Turn him off. <laughs> no, See, Eric, it's funny when I curse because I sound like a total nerd, and so does he. Eric uh, King draws them into the hologram truck, and he's like, I have two missions for you. Okay, yeah. He, here, here's your quests. Yeah, he gives them two quests. He says, the Yurks have taken over a lab where they're experimenting on animals. Okay. They also took over a slaughterhouse. We don't know what these <laughs> things are, but you should check them both out. Probably not related. Also, couldn't you check this other game? <laughs> Go as you a like FedEx it? truck or something. <laughs> yeah. You could literally go in as a slaughter van and it's like, I'm here to... And it's like, I, I mean, the thing is, he can do a lot of things. Ro- he is a magical robot dog and I feel like he's just being lazy. Plus, they think he's a controller. Yeah, no, that that too. He yeah. has full reign, just go wherever he wants. Amy Garvey, do better. Uh, that's a big, big. That's goof. a goof that the fans missed. Goof number four. 
I'm Got gonna start you. adding these to the wiki afterwards. Yeah, yeah. start editing the Seropedia. <laughs> <laughs> Live edit of Seropedia on Amorphan Time. <laughs> All right, uh, let me give you a list of words to put in this book. <sighs> okay, so um, after these messages. <laughs> God. Uh, what What's the funniest joke that Axe makes? Is it the young and the restless joke, or is it the these messages joke? Well... I like the young and the restless jokes because those sometimes change. Can we read one? What's these it? messages is just these messages in italics. Well, they capitalize okay, so the T as well. They do do that. Well, let's read one of these awesome jokes. Um, there are always these messages, I pointed out. These what? The shorter shows that are displayed between the longer shows. These messages. They're often my favorites. Zest fully clean. Zest fully clean. You're not fully clean until you're zest fully clean. So much information condensed into so brief uh, format. So much emotional intensity. You're starting to scare me, Axe. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, they're dumb. And he always makes these jokes where he's just like, he tries to end chapters that way where he says like, um, you know, like, oh, we're, we're going into the slaughterhouse. Um, this ch- is like that commercial where Sarah McLaughlin is sad about all the dead dogs. <laughs> it's one of those these messages. <laughs> it's one of these messages. Oh, hang uh, on. I, I found one from Axe as Jerry Seinfeld. There it is. Oh, the young oh, and restless. You mean my 17-year-old girlfriend? <laughs> Tell you, you laughed. <laughs> You're laughing at the joke. I had to get at least one in, Tyler. I know you said the ground's been trod. Pretty but- funny. No, that one was good. That one is... <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a good news message. <laughs> <laughs> they won't let me on the plane. <laughs> of course. She's and- both young and restless. <laughs> so um, they, they get their mission, so they, they have to go figure out what to do next. Yeah, they meet up at Animorphs HQ. They head back to Cassie's barn. Or they debate animal testing right because axe doesn't get it until he gets it because it's pretty obvious on his front like what wh- why what are you wh- what are you doing uh poking these animals for well right. it's for medical research yeah you gotta poke this animal at least 10 times otherwise um we don't know if uh poking a creature is good or bad what do, what do you all think of that <clears throat> i thought it was the beginning of this book's very very confused attempt to address the way we treat animals hmm <laughs> I'm I'm surprised you thought I was confused. I thought it was absent. <laughs> like I think so. Spoiler alert! Like they talk about animal testing a lot, but they don't talk about it. They just they just address it. Right. Right. It's like it's like presenting racism, but not saying racism is racism is bad. Here's what racist believe. These books would never do that. No. <laughs> right. it, it, so like yeah, the way that they present animal testing to acts is like very analytical. It's like well, you know, sometimes we. Um, take animals and, you know, subject them to various medical tests so that way we can treat cancers and whatnot. But there's also sometimes when we do medical tests where we uh, put makeup on a bunny rabbit. And yeah. Cassie's angry at those. And, we put uh, lipstick on a chimp and it melts their lips off. And now we know not to sell that lipstick. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Marco's, you know, Marco doesn't care. Cassie cares. Predictable responses. Um, but like it, it doesn't even like, you know, give that snide remark, Tyler. It doesn't say like, Mm-mm. you know, oh, it hurts the animal. Uh, and at first I thought like, oh, they're not trying, they're trying not to scare children, 
right? Because I think, <laughs> you know, like, once mm-hmm. you kind of go down this path of what, like, how we treat animals, uh, it's pretty easy to scar a child, I think. Especially, like, if the, the target audience for these books are, like, what, 10? Yeah. Yeah, that that's... That's probably too young to actually show them what we do to animals, or maybe not, depending on how, what your parenting style is. But it's not something that you want to encounter callously in in a, in a children's book. Well, well, no, we don't. We wouldn't show that aspect of things. But at ten, I was hunting. I was killing animals. I was gutting animals. Sure, but they I hadn't yet moved up to runaways or teenagers or other <laughs> humans. The most dangerous game. As a way to to protect themselves against that, they just address it. They say, like, here's animal testing. Now let's never talk about it. And Axe is like, okay. (laughs) That's that's a really interesting point. It really is, like, the dialectic of these books. Um, Now I'm really a real leftist. I've said dialectics on a podcast. (laughs) Um, We haven't even done that. (laughs) It's pretty much dialogue, by the way. Yeah. uh, Cassie says, like, you know, like, uh, animal testing, bad. Mark Marco goes like, oh, there goes Cassie. And then the book moves forward. Every now and then Rachel will tell them like, Marco, shut up. Cassie, we're not here for rats or whatever it is that she says. Right. And I, I fucking hate that. Mm-hmm. The whole both sidesism of, oh, well, no, sometimes you have to hurt an animal to get a thing you want. Well, it's, it's more also just like, Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I hate that. I hate that so much. And neither of you are wrong for thinking that, right? That's how we got to 29% vaccination rate for a country of 300 million. That's just my opinion. I happen to think that vaccines are bad. But you know what, Tyler? You you can have your opinion. That's my gift to you. Marco, (laughs) shut up. I let you have that. We're not here to save people's lives. Right. Right. Both sidesism. There's nothing. And tie it to this book. Fucking South Park pioneered that way of thought and normalized it for for the worst, dumbest people in the fucking world. Yeah, there's yeah. The, but that you have like the snide sort of superior South Park version of both sidesism, where it's like, oh well, can't you see that thinking something and not thinking something are exactly the same? And then you have like the the liberal both sidesism of this book, where it's like, well, listen, Cassie, that's not what we're here to do yet. Um, but I mean, we can get more into that with the ending because there, there's God. nothing more. F- yeah. Yeah. Dear God, indeed. You, yeah. Let's just let's sit on this because we're going to be talking about it a lot. <laughs> let's treat it like Nate's face. Sit on it and move on. <laughs> You're like the conversation, like the book treats the conversation, which is just there it is. Address next it chapter. Forward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Present the idea. Go on. Chap- chapter five. Um, so they need to infiltrate this. um this laboratory, this testing facility. Um, and in order to do that, um, they, they scope it out first. They, they look at it. They're like, all right, there's some security, right? And there's these delivery vans from the university, and they're unloading chimps. Uh, they, you know, they use chimps in their testing. So we need to get a hold of some chimp DNA. Um, <laughs> what's the easiest? Okay, Tyler, what's the easiest way you right now could get a hold of chimp DNA? Suck it out of your penis. Oh, thanks, buddy. Oh, <laughs> <Owned>. <laughs> uh, love. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously, the quickest way for me to get chimp DNA would be to go to the Oregon Zoo and suck it out of a chimp's penis. That's right. Or just hang around. <laughs> hang around the chimp. You don't, you don't have to suck their penis. It would make them happy. 
Well, you know, if you want to go to uh, chimp facts, I could tell you how long it would take to suck that out of a chimp's penis. <laughs> oh, all right. Chimp facts, chimp facts, animal facts, chimp facts. Prince Jake and Cassie, Tobias and Axe, Rachel and Marco, the bandits are here. They want to listen to animal facts. Fuck all the yurts, Marco's mom is a bitch. Chimp facts. Okay, so just to, uh, Address the one that I brought up very quickly. Uh, How long does it take to suck a chimp's dick? (laughs) uh, Seven seconds is their average time when it comes to uh, mating. Same. Let's go. Chimp facts. Here we go. Uh, I'm ready for it. Their Latin name is Pan Troglodytus, which I greatly love. Um, Oh, that's. I'm going to be using that to describe some people. Let me try it out. Man, that guy who makes Animorphs videos (laughs) is a Pan Troglodytus. Pantroglyditis heap, is that what we're gonna do there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I, should I not say his name? We might, no, we no, cut. no. He doesn't listen. I just like knowing we're bullying him. <laughs> and I'll uh, tell you, listeners, bullying is fun. Oh, never let anyone tell you it isn't. Especially when they're bad people. Yeah, like you should bully bad people. Don't bully good people. Yeah, not they're us, nice. The bad ones. Well, I mean, we're we're not. I'm bad, baby. <laughs> <laughs> to the bone. Uh, so Chimps are also, uh, their average height is about four foot 11 for males. So short kings. So Nate. <laughs> yeah, I'm notoriously short. And uh, How did you know? When fully grown, males weigh an average of 150 pounds and females weigh about an average of 110 pounds. Uh, I will not convert that to kilograms, Greg. I'm very sorry. I didn't want to. Um, hey, it's five stone, eh? <laughs> it's me, Greg. <laughs> Blimey. We we share 98% of our DNA with them. Uh, I'll share 100% with them. So so how come I'm not, like, you know, how come there's no, like... Yeah, I'm not a monkey. How Look come- at this rock. This rock's not a monkey. Yeah, Charles like, what's going on? failed to consider. Uh, and they are also <laughs> wildly violent. Um, the Short rest kings of, are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chimps are all incels, even the ones who fuck. Um, <laughs> so in Uganda, uh, there are lots of documented attacks on children, uh, some of which are fatal. <laughs> but yeah, no. So I read that sentence. I was like, okay, this is fine. You know, I, I guess it's normal for chimps to attack children. And then I read some of these attacks may be due to the chimpanzees being intoxicated from alcohol obtained from rural brewing operations. And mistaking the human children for the Western Red Colobus, one of their favorite meals. Now, the Western Red Colobus <laughs> is another kind of monkey. So, chimps just go ham, apparently, on other monkeys. Oh, man. I love, That's beautiful. I love That's those, beautiful. I love those party animals going out and eating children. <laughs> Let's get fucked up and eat some kids. You get a little too drunk, you <laughs> fatally attack a child. Um there are at least six documented cases of chimpanzees snatching and eating human babies. Um, <laughs> all right, what else have we got? Okay, James Davis, a race car driver, was Wait, mauled. Jim Davis? Uh, not <laughs> not the author dead? of beloved comic Garfield. Um, oh. The, the other James Davis uh, was mauled <laughs> by two escaped chimps while he and his wife were escaping the birthday of their, and it says in parentheses, now former pet chimp. Um, so for some reason they weren't a big fan of the mauling 
And <laughs> finally, they were named attack. Normal and Odie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting ripped apart by a champion. I'm just like, oh, I hate Mondays. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make delicious lasagna for this monkey. <laughs> the important thing is that Garfield eats. <laughs> and uh, so the reason that I mentioned the average weight of a male chimp is to just bring up in 2009 in Stamford, Connecticut, a 200 pound 13 year old <laughs> chimp named Travis attacked his owner's friends and she lost her eyes, hands, nose and a part of her skull as a result of this attack. Uh, so Travis, yeah, Travis. I, Travis went off. I think I know this story. Is this about the face transplant? Uh, I'm, I didn't read past that. I was horrified to learn that he had removed <laughs> most of her body and decided I didn't want to know more. Well, I, I have an additional fun fact. The <laughs> first recipient of a face transplant was actually from a chimp attack survivor. <laughs> well, a chimp just I, ripped her face off. Yeah, might have been. <laughs> so we have Travis to thank for that advance in medical history. Thank you, Travis. We just want to say, Animorphin Time, Thank you, Travis the Chimp. Anamorphic Time salute to Travis. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This one's for you, Travis. I know I'm a guest, but I feel I feel entitled to say friend of the show. Um, oh, if you're on the show, you're a co-host. We oh, have the most right. co-hosts. Um, so let's see. What else have we got here? Oh, they uh, they use tools. For things such as you know, like getting termites out of ant hills, stuff like that, mm-hmm. and also or if they're as feeling moody, they kind of they, they use their tool, and, you know, yeah, angst they, out uh, in the corner. Yeah, they they kill each other with like sticks and rocks as well. Um, oh, great! Infanticide is a well is a big part of their culture. It occurs in every species of great ape except for orangutans and bonobos. And now I bring up bonobos mm. because outside of the seven second rule, uh, chimps their their sex life is pretty vanilla um female chimps will sleep with multiple male chimps male chimps will sleep with multiple female chimps but outside of that nothing really interesting but are you guys familiar with bonobos i would like to learn about bonobos the animal or the clothing company uh the animal oh dang Uh, no we're not interested yeah there we go (laughs) so they uh tell me about their skinny jeans (laughs) they also share 98 percent of our dna and okay. they are the horniest creatures in the animal kingdom. Uh, they look just like chimps. They're slightly smaller. And they, uh, here's another excerpt from Wikipedia. Sexual activity generally plays a major role in bonobo society, being used as what some scientists perceive to be a greeting, a means of forming social bonds, a means of conflict resolution, and post-conflict reconciliation. Bonobos are the only non-human animal to have been observed engaging in tongue kissing. Uh, and they are also <laughs> the only <laughs> they're the only primates. That that is a cold kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they're the only uh. primates aside from humans uh, that fuck missionary style. <laughs> so they're close to God, which is we've learned earlier is confirmed. Exactly. I like how they fuck as a greeting. <laughs> yeah, like as a greeting, as a way of saying like sorry about hitting you, as a way of figuring out who's boss. I mean, really, they're very human. Uh, they yeah, also. It's, it's, oh, I just looked up bonobos kissing. It's fucking disgusting. Oh, it's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me see that. Oh, just go right in. Oh no, listeners! It's like when a dog is licking the inside of somebody's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> there are uh, oh, God. 
There are gay bonobos uh, who hang from the tree and engage in penis fencing while facing each other, hanging from their I mean, that's, feet. That's just good fun. That's yeah, just, which that's is all good fun. fun. We've all done this. Yeah, um, yeah. And one final note about bonobos. They somehow uh, never seem to get SIV or the simian immunodeficiency virus. So despite all of their fucking, bonobos just never get STDs. Just built different, I guess. They are simply <laughs> built different. Uh, so this concludes chimp slash bonobo facts. Oh, uh, incredible. Yeah. Just good, good shit. I'm glad that one of you decided to look up bonobos kissing because I wasn't going to tell you to, but I needed someone else to suffer through that. I, I don't like this. <laughs> so yeah, that's chimp slash bonobo facts. You are all welcome, and I am so sorry. No, it's good. That's good. I... I'm having a hard time getting back on track. Where were they? They're at the. They're at the. They're watching chimps. They need chimps. They, they need, need chimps. They need chimps. They they need chimps. And Axe doesn't know what kissing is. <laughs> well, I have a video to show him. <laughs> uh. Okay, but, like you did not. You did not answer my original question. What's your question? Uh, well, actually, no, you did. How do you get chimp DNA? Just go to zoo, right? Yeah. Uh, they they do not go for that. <laughs> that would be easy don't. at this point, right? And, Instead, they don't go to a well-established place full of every type of animal that they could ever need. <laughs> which they have free which, access which to. Which they can get to easily. No, instead, y'all want to jump on the top of a moving vehicle? <laughs> yeah, they fish too, but y'all, they fish too, but. Yeah, I was reading it and I was like, oh, hell yes. I'm so glad I chose one of the just quintessentially Animorphs books, even if it was ghostwritten. Oh, yeah, this is, this is beautiful. This is a return to form. All right, Tom, I'm going to pitch this idea to you, and okay. you tell me if you're in. You should also pitch it to Bonji. He's our, he's our okay. venerated guest. Bonji. Yeah, face, face Bonji so he can see you. Tell me if you're in. Here we go. Ready? All right. Tyler, I want you to turn into a seagull. Bonji, I want you, you to turn into a seagull. I also will turn into a seagull. Okay, okay. I'm with so, you so far, far, I'm in. Yep. Okay, great. We will fly over to this underpass, this okay. tunnel. Okay. Okay. It's long okay. enough that we can infiltrate this van, mm -hmm. which is full of chimpanzees, which we need in order to get into the slaughterhouse. Uh -huh. Or sorry, the laboratory. Yep. Okay, just okay. one question. How are we yes. getting in the van? Oh, this is the best part. <laughs> Hold on to your shit. Here we go. <laughs> First, we land on the top of the van, okay? Okay. Okay. And then we slide underneath the tunnel. Then Wait, as seagulls? Wait. As seagulls. But but as soon as we go into the tunnel, we turn human and create a human chain. <laughs> From the human chain, you, Bonji, are going to slide down the moving vehicle and open the door. Now I bet you're wondering why are we doing this in a tunnel? Well, it's because people can't see us. Can people see in tunnels? The answer is no, definitely not. <laughs> no, they can't see. There's no way a car could see anything yeah. in a tunnel. That's right. It's pitch this black. This will not happen. Okay. okay. I mean, as long as we know that no one will see us, I'm in. Right. Great. So, Bonji, I want you to open the door. Then I want you to catch every single person <laughs> from, the, from the top of this van and bring them inside. Okay. For, at that point, if everything goes as planned, uh -huh. we're going to go open up these changes cages and get some chimps now what are we gonna do with these extra chimps i bet you're thinking yeah that did cross my mind yes you won't figure that out when we get there okay break okay <laughs> alternatively uh are there any tubes sucking chimps up nearby <laughs> just me <laughs> just one tube that's the t-tube <laughs> is this the episode where i just talk about sucking off chimps the whole time
I mean, last episode was Israel. This one might as well be sucking off apes. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I can't like, wait for that one to come out. <laughs> this podcast has established, Tyler, that if the if there's clear and conscious consent. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, because like because we'll, we'll have to talk about whether or not chimps are sentient later. First, we need to get inside this van. Yeah, uh, it goes exactly as planned. Yeah, <laughs> they land on it as seagulls. They get under the tunnel. They human ladder, like, ant bridge their way into the back of this truck. Yeah, Cassie goes down first because she's the lightest one. <laughs> yeah, you want your small one catching all the heavier ones. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this checks out. And then Axe goes last. Yeah. Right, because Axe is the heaviest one because he is a horse. Yeah, he has to go back to full-on Andalite mode. And, uh, yeah, they have a hard time catching the horse, <laughs> as it turns out. And, as it also turns out... People can see you in a tunnel. Yeah, totally. Oh, shit. There's oh, no. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, because it's like people don't drive in the dark. <laughs> I like doing that. There's, there's things called we, headlights. We meet quite possibly the most relatable <laughs> character in this chapter. Working class hero. Just axe is dangling. He's terribly afraid. He's like, I could die. I don't like being, I don't like my head covered. Andalites don't like being covered. I need to be out in the open. I'm under a mountain. I could get crushed. Pulling up behind him is just a guy hooting and hollering, going, Yeah, woo! Break into that truck. Just cheering them on, like, woo! Just best reaction. Yeah. Exactly what I do. I I find that man, make him an anamorph. (laughs) Yeah. I had never considered um, what I would do if I saw some teenagers and a fuzzy blue horse man breaking into a truck before but it is probably exactly that you know i'd honk my horn i'd cheer and then i'd go on my merry way i didn't see anything i mean when i've been flipped off by kids on a school bus i always honk and like woo like i never yell at them i don't flip them off back yeah i should i should honk and woo more often you should honk and woo more often people need to have their day brightened yeah you know when an attractive woman walks by honk honk woo you know just they love that (laughs) yeah Offer no, them no. the awuga as no, I, only, I only do that to the dumbest people. <laughs> if you're a straight <laughs> up idiot living your life <laughs> yeah. and and committing some crimes, then I'm gonna honk and woot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you're that guy in paper boy instead of throwing a paper to stop the criminal, you just cheer him on breaking into a house. Yeah. <laughs> a little little deep cut for our paper boy players. Yeah. All you paper boy fans out there. Not Atlanta, but the Classic NES video game. <laughs> Both are equally good and culturally important to me. I like how you said culturally and then to me, so you immediately reduce the size of this drawing pool. Uh, but yep. I, I the cultural that. teller. <laughs> yeah, I have a very small tent. It's in my pants. The penis makes it when it gets hard. There we go. Let's get some chimps. Let's do some chimps. We're in the truck and we acquire some chimps, and Axe is having a little bit of a crisis because. You're not supposed to acquire and turn humans, right? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it, it violates the morality, uh, their their autonomy as a person, which you know, I still have mixed feelings. They'll about. murder anyone. Yeah, <laughs> they do. <laughs> They'll do uh, chemical warfare. Yeah, they're they're uh, they they've have, done a genocide at this point. A yeah, they like they have ripped off several heads. So many eyes have been taken. But you know, it's we would never impersonate another person. Yeah, I have to say, if I was um. I don't know. If I was Axe, I'd be a little bit less concerned about the chimps. I, I think they should have just read him some of the chimp facts because chimps are evil creatures, as we have established. 
Um, and even even the controllers aren't evil. They're just people under the control of evil beings. So I'd be, I'm, I'm all for controlling the chimps. I think all chimps should actually be people. Well, Axe does mention he did look up a couple of things. He knows that they're 97% of chimpanzee DNA is in human DNA. Oh, you're right. Which, which is, is kind of stupid because... It, that means nothing like you know like really like dna percentages don't really indicate like how close you are to something yeah, right it it's is like just like a of, fun fact yeah it's a, it's like a neat trivia thing that you keep in your back pocket only for jeopardy you know uh jeopardy's smarter than that yeah right <laughs> um but axe is very proud of this fact so he lets everyone know about it it's the perfect fact for dumb kids to learn reading it's, a book about aliens yeah it's yeah. the scholastic fact for of the day um, but after that, he has this good conversation with Cassie. Cassie, I'm concerned by this morph, I said. Is it sentient? Was it improper to acquire it? She said nothing. As though she had not heard me. Then she turned her dark chimpanzee eyes towards me. Could it have given permission, do you think? Is it capable? She asked rhetorically. Uh, no, I doubt that it could have understood the question. But you have not answered my question, Cassie. Is this creature sentient? Oh, here comes Cassie Marco. Cassie said nothing. Yeah, Cassie said nothing, and Marco laughed. A thought-speak laugh. You don't get it, Axe. See, Cassie's on her own private mission here. She wants to save the chimps, so her usual moralizing doesn't apply. Do you think that Cassie is, does, thinks that chimps are sentient, and they're like humans? Or do you think that she is actually in Marco's camp a little bit, and that they are animals? I think Cassie absolutely thinks they're sentient. Like, she's thought that every single animal they've morphed so far was sentient. Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Is that yes, chimps are sentient because all animals are sentient. Yeah, yeah. All I animals mean, have a soul. There's and, nothing uh, special about chimps for her, outside of their normal, like the baseline level of respect she gives all other animals, which I guess I respect. Right. Yeah, I like that. As you know, the best author ever who's ever graced the earth proved in his essay, Consider the Lobster, David Foster Wallace, even lobsters are sentient. Best writer. Just no one better. Speaks for everyone. <laughs> I the, hate that the I perfect like, voice. I do genuinely like David Foster Wallace. And I know that that's like, that's like Twitter's the equivalent lady. of Rick and Morty. Like, oh, God damn. It's, it's rough to be a David Foster Wallace fan. Well, yeah, but, Infinite Jest sucks, and it's too long, and it's way too self-indulgent, but his essays are fucking terrific. Oh, his essays I'll are die, great, yeah. I'll die on that hill. You can like a, a, you know, a book or a author or a show and hate their fans. Yeah, and like I, I do with Rick and Morty fans. Yeah, and I yeah. do it constantly. Uh, and a lot of Star Wars fans. Hell, even yeah. some Animorphs fans. <laughs> One in right. particular. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be fair, you do have to have a very high IQ to get David Foster Wallace essays. Oh, um, what? No doubt. <laughs> like, yeah, if you don't get it and you think he's bad, it's just because you're dumb and your genes made you dumb. Yeah, at least over one twenty, right? <laughs> above one- above average. Oh, we're gonna lower ourselves to one twenty. <laughs> I don't talk to anyone under one thirty-five. Uh oh, I know my place. I have bad news. <laughs> Does anyone like there has to be the people who have the IQ arguments where they're just like, oh, he's higher than me. I guess I have to listen to what he's saying. Yeah, they're called racists. <laughs> yeah. If you believe in IQ up. anything, yeah, if you believe in IQ anything, guess what? You're fucking stupid. I I just like the idea that they accept rank. <laughs> like, <laughs> look, I, look, I like the uh 
I, I let the IQ people have their fun because, you know, if you look at any of their Twitter pages, if they have their IQ in their bio, it is always just the darkest feed you can ever imagine. We're like, they're like <laughs> tweeting out race science. And then also like, guys, I will be on the street in a week. I need help, but also not <laughs> donations because those are handouts. You're like, okay, yeah, you can, I'll let you be excited by your 135 IQ, buddy. Right, some racially designed test said you were a very good boy. Strong work. I bet you were in the gifted classes too. Go fuck yourself. They're probably really good at like drawing that turtle and pirate <laughs> <laughs> and sending it into art school. Like, oh, they, they accepted me immediately. I'm also an artist, you guys. <laughs> uh, just who cares? Oh, like it, only the dumbest people. Like only the dumbest people care about <laughs> intelligence tests. Yeah, I was so I full disclosure. This is my version of saying I I was a South Park kid. Uh, I was I was a gifted kid, but I like all of the other gifted kids who were tolerable. Just understood that that was an excuse to leave math class and did not think of it as anything more. Um, but goddamn, there were kids who they really rode that gifted kid high. And let me tell you, most of them. Did not end up well, and no, most of them aren't even 20 yet, but I can just see that trajectory, and it's a rough one. Yeah, if you're still celebrating anything you did in, you know... Elementary school? Yeah, elementary school, even high school. If you're, like, you know, two years out of high school, yeah, fine, whatever, but you get to be my age, and you still even think about high school once a week, you might want to reconsider your life. You know, just end it. Well, and also like yeah. gifted programs are, are actually like class programs. Like oh, yeah. they people, are, yeah. people get into gifted programs because their parents are the most involved parents. Not yeah. necessarily yeah. because like this kid, this, this eight year old, we can tell he's incredibly intelligent. Yeah, you I, never I see- only got into the gifted <laughs> program because as a child, I didn't have friends. And so I would read. And so I tested, like, <laughs> yep. they gave us two tests. They gave us a math test and a reading test. And I got like one question right on the math test, which I think should have already disqualified me. Like one question out of 20, that's that's a rough score. But then I, I did perfectly on the reading test that was like, you know, run, spot, run. All right, what's happening in this sentence? And I said, spot is running. I'm like, this kid's a genius. Put him in the, put him in the big brain room. He's like, got it. I'm just picturing like a scientist like reading your test score and like taking off his glasses and he's shaking. He's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. my God. <laughs> this isn't this isn't supposed to happen like this. <laughs> we thought we contained this. <laughs> I I mean I had fun just putting a bunch of Elmer's glue on my hand and making the Elmer's glue hand. You ever do that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Axe has an opinion on this. He says, I did not know what to think. I can only assume that humans do not believe in that chimpanzees are sentient. Clearly, if they did believe it, they would not be keeping them imprisoned and be using them for experiments. Yes, that made logical sense, I reassured myself. On the other hand, it's sometimes the case that humans do not make logical sense. Oh, more both sidesism, centrism, woo! <laughs> also, yeah, yeah so you're, Ax- a- you're right, Axe. Uh, we would never keep people in cages and use them for medical <laughs> experiments. We would never do that. Not once. That's probably, yeah. Nope. We would never force anyone in cages to get hysterectomies. We'd never do that. It's definitely not even a part of official government documents when you're doing medical testing that you have to include <laughs> prisoners and orphans on that list. Uh, I, no. I can't even imagine a world in which that's the case. Uh, I'm just over here making an Elmer's glue hand. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, this man's a genius. <laughs> Chapter 9. 
Um, they they get to the the laboratory and they they uh, get snuck in. Yeah. Well, first they release they, the chimps. They do an eco terrorism. They yeah. release the chimps onto traffic, <laughs> which is a bad idea. It's a terrible idea kids. for everyone involved. <laughs> It's like, oh, these chimps have a chance at freedom while they're getting squashed by a fucking RAV4. Yeah, these fucking chimps great. have, like, murder in their hearts. And they're also and they, facing cars. So, like, the best case scenario <laughs> for the chimps is a guy stops and then they beat him to death and take his car. I mean, if you're on the side of animals, that is the pretty good thing. Yeah, that's actually we don't know what does sound rad when I put it that way. Yeah. All, all we hear is, like, screaming and yelling and screeching yeah. of cars. And the, and the one guy just hooting and hollering, like, hell yeah, monkeys are out! <laughs> Fuck him up, chimpanzee! <laughs> I love that guy. Uh, yeah. But uh, instead, our boring adventure is uh, elsewhere, because we have to go to that library. Uh, library. Laboratory. Yeah. The libra- library-atory. Library-atory. Um, and so, yeah, there's just a couple of, uh, you know, goons. You know our goons? We love goons. Like the human controllers that are low down on the chain and just are here to have a chat. Uh, one hands uh, acts like a delicious sugar cookie. <laughs> and it's the best cookie he's ever eaten. I Well, I imagine it's like the worst kind of sugar cookie, too. Like the, the cakey kinds that have like way too much frosting on it. Whoa, oh, no. Whoa, hang on. Whoa, I just had whoa. one of those earlier today. Like, those to are basketball. bad. Those are not good. The, like the, the shortbread cookies that aren't quite shortbread cookies. Bonji, will you give it to this old man and tell him those cookies are good? Oh, those are delicious. That was one of the only times in this book that I actually nodded while I was reading it. Was like I was sitting there like, yeah, I'd probably go out of my cage for one of those sugar cookies too. Really? You <laughs> like them more than like a chocolate chip or an oatmeal raisin or, or sometimes, like, you know, any... you know, sometimes you just want to eat trash. And this is one but, of like, those that's, times. That's the gummiest of trash. It just turns into nothing in your mouth. It turns into a ball of dough in your mouth. That is, here we go. The friendship corner <laughs> French that ended with mate <laughs> that's your biggest problem right there you do this yeah you look at this thing you're being given and you say well it's not as good as another thing i've had before it's like no this but this is a thing in front of you but i see it a as- delicious thing in front of you you don't need to compare it to everything you've had before if i was okay if i was a teenager of course i would eat it i'm not an idiot it is candy <laughs> i will eat the cookie Okay, but as an adult who can go out and buy any cookie at any time and who's like, you know, trying to, you know, watch out for his health a little bit and like spend his calories wisely, yeah, I'm not gonna eat that fucking sugar cookie. I'm gonna eat like, uh, you know, expensive bougie cookie from like a uh, uh, fancy cookie place. What about homemade cookies that were made with love? Would you eat those? Yeah, of course. I'm not a well, then let me go get the ones I brought to you today that you refuse to eat. Oh, fuck. Oh, damn. <laughs> See, Nate, I just say, you know, that's that's the difference, right? Is the difference between being, you know, an adult who can buy whatever you want and being a chimpanzee trapped in a cage. If I was a chimp trapped in a cage, I would absolutely eat one of those sugar cookies. I'm a human trapped in a wage cage, and I eat those cages. I mean, cookies all the time. I don't <laughs> eat all your rage. <laughs> we should start eat our ca- start eating our cages. <laughs> That'll throw the bosses off. It's like, oh man, easy. <laughs> He's eating the computer again. Yeah, <laughs> I want more money. He's taking a bite. He lost his. He lost his chains, like the the saying goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't see this happening. Uh, yeah, Axe of course eats the cookie. Of course, and he, and he loves it. He loves it, and he, he's worried that it's not low in fat though. A delicious treat, no doubt. But was this also heart healthy and low fat? In these messages, mm. everything is he- heart healthy and low fat. 
readers, if you're reading this book, take a shot every time they write these messages. Yeah. You will die. Don't okay. do that. So what happens? They're in these like they uh, eat the lab- cookie. They're having a good time. They're in the lavatory cages. They see other monkeys. Uh, Cassie's like, I'll break, I'll break out, and then we can uh, release Axe and Marco, and they can hack the Gibson. Yeah, we'll hack f- this computer. We'll figure out what's going on. Um, but before they even get a chance to, but, like Cassie's out there trying to release them. Yeah, she turns human. Mm-hmm. Then the door opens, and in strolls a dark presence, evil emanated in all forms badass boss bitch and he's loving it evil petty bitch a bad person a bad man bad baddie (laughs) (laughs) it comes the baddie viscer three viscer three baby I was, I was so excited when I saw Visser 3 was in this book. I had completely forgot. And, uh, well, I was I was a little bit disappointed, but... Oh, I don't know. What? I, disappointed? I, I disagree. Well, hardly. Because here's what happens. He comes in. He's about to catch Cassie, uh, you know, doing doing a crime, uh, releasing the Animorphs. And uh, he doesn't catch Cassie because he gets... Pelted with shit. Uh, yeah, he yeah, walks the, into the a shit storm, folks. Right. They, uh, like Mar- Marco says, poop him. Yeah. <laughs> so like he starts hucking, hucking poop at, at Vista Three, and Axe joins in, and all the chimps join in. And- the six of us hurled biological waste product. Then the genuine chimpanzee, sensing a game, joined in. The air filled with product. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on, guys. We need to pause. I need to make a product. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this air is filled with product. I'm sorry. I- Just say poop or turd. They say poop him. Well, they say poop him, but... but this is Axe. Axe the alien would call it a product. Yeah. Well, it's like how you yeah. know um, the, uh, there's different rules for uh, like the rating a film gets if you use the word fuck, depending on its context. And I guess Scholastic has the same role with poop. You know, like you can use it as a <laughs> verb, but not as a noun. Well, considering what happens later in this book, that makes me really sad. <laughs> like, oh, that's their level? Like, oh, yeah, you could do whatever you want and describe any sort of, like, visceral butchering of an animal. But you can only say poop once. Um, so what? Okay, so Visser 3 gets peltered, is caked in, in, in chimp shit. Absolutely covered, just covered. And he responds naturally by saying, kill them and cutting someone's hands off. Yep. Uh, As you do, normal. They're, they try to protest, but he's like, I don't care if they're test animals, kill them! <laughs> uh, and they're like, yes, Visser, I want them all killed! <laughs> do you understand me? <laughs> like, I feel like he's crying a little bit when he's saying this. Well, yeah, he's covered in shit. Like, he yeah, can't get we, angry because he knows that they're stupid animals. <laughs> Visser 3 is very much a dandy. Like, you know, he, he cares deeply about how he looks, so I can imagine that being caked in shit was a bad moment for him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, a, like a dog licks him and leaves saliva on him. He shoots the dog. It's like, yeah, that's who he is. Yeah, you know, this it's is like, a good point. You guys have turned me around. This is a good Visser 3 appearance, even if it's not yeah, very he's, long. He's a snooty bitch. That's what's best. He Like, when he is a snooty bitch, he's A number one. Yeah. And right now he's being like, you know, he got jilted. He looks like trash. And so he treats other people like trash by cutting off their arm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like someone's like, well, maybe we don't have to kill them all. I'll, cut, I'll decapitate you. He's like, I took your arm. I'll take your head. <laughs> Anyone else want to not kill some chimps right now? 
Uh, Snooty and, bitch. And then he like kicks the arm over to the guys like, here, reattach it and then destroy these creatures. <laughs> I, was, Just, I was very interested in that reattach it sentence. I was like, okay, that's some Yurk tech I don't think we've seen before. <laughs> Just glue well, it I mean, on. Probably one of their first innovations as Visser 3 with l- being the leader. He's constantly cutting people up. <laughs> He's a little slack. The, these are happy. positive interpretations. I just assume that he doesn't know nor care. But he's just like, whatever, <laughs> oh, just put it back that's on. That's also a great thought. You guys can regrow these, right? Yeah. yeah. Have you tried morphing out of it? <laughs> hey, did, did you figure this out. <laughs> uh, so anyways, he's like, all right, send him the taxons. Let him, let him yeah, eat. let the taxons eat the monkeys. Yeah. Uh, does not work out because... We know taxons by now at this point. We know how they're terrible killing machines. They're really good at killing shit. They just love eating everything and everybody. Uh, but they also have this like bad habit of... Being squishy. <laughs> Let me read this quote. I stepped in swiftly and struck straight up with a wrench I've discovered. The taxon's sw- soft underbelly opened up like a moist paper bag. <laughs> Scree! <laughs> Yeah, they talk a lot about how terrifying the taxons are, but there is there is a lot of the taxons just exploding instantly and then getting confused yeah. and eating each other, and not a lot of the taxons <laughs> being terrified. I mean, That's terrifying. why they're so excited to find the Hork Vizura, because these taxons are useless. Just yeah. absolutely awful. <laughs> like, just like water balloons with teeth. <laughs> yeah, the peaceful knife creatures are scarier than this, and they're herbivores. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you look like a baby and then they'll eat you. I guess. <laughs> oh, wait, you're talking about the Hork Pajira. I was thinking chimps. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that chimps are more vicious, as we as demonstrated here. Yeah, there's something. Yeah. Don't. So then, you know, the plot moves on. <laughs> yep. Uh, they, they escape somehow. The end. <laughs> it, it says they escape, and the chimpanzees escape, Exit or left. at least had the chance for freedom. Yeah, those chimps are all dead. There's, there's no, yep. there's so no dead. Uh, but on the way out, they do encounter uh, what appears to be a animal torture facility. Well, I mean, yeah, they do see that monkeys, rats, dogs. I soon saw why humans prefer to draw an arbitrary line between themselves and other animals. Had humans used as these animals were used, the only appropriate descriptive word would have been torture. Torture. Useful, no doubt. Medically justifiable, most likely. And it's not my business to judge humans, but this behavior of theirs did trouble me. So, um, so, oh yeah, but like, so listeners picture the the worst kind of, uh, you know, animal experiments. Like diodes in rats' brains that just shock them and keep them awake forever and just to see how long they they live. Picture the torture chamber. Yeah. Uh, Useful, no doubt. Medical justifiable, most likely. <laughs> yeah, most likely. That one hurt. That one hurt a lot. And not and not any of my business. Uh, so let's sashay away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, medically just... I mean, uh, most likely is doing a lot of listing in that sentence. A lot. I really hope these are, these are justified. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're and playing the odds, this is probably justified. Who am I to I'm judge? Sure, yeah, I'm sure the Yurks were doing some good things <laughs> to test on these... Uh. Um, I, I don't know. Do we want to talk about this? Well, yeah. Like, well, how does Axe justify? He justify it by saying that Earth is a tough neighborhood, and <laughs> biological warfare is still raging around us, as we all well know, because that's kind of what COVID is, right? Is that everything in in the planet Earth is trying to kill us? Mm-hmm. Um, whether they be chimpanzees, whether they be taxons, whether they be little tiny microbes, a little 
spunky uh, coronavirus, I like to call coronavirus. <laughs> this little thing I like to call COVID-19. Yeah, the novel coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2. Yeah, and what we know for a fact, they did animal experience, uh, experiments to get that vaccine. Mm-hmm. There to go. Because Earth is a tough neighborhood and everything is looking to, to kill humans. Because there's a lot of us. It's too many of us. Uh, too many Americans specifically. <laughs> yeah. Everyone outside of America, don't be a victim of our foreign policy. Just let us kill ourselves. I call that the reverse Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. <laughs> yeah. Side note, you, Melinda, hit me up. You, the Melinda and Bill. <laughs> yeah. If you come to Portland, Oregon, and you want to meet Nate and myself, we'll give you some scrotums. Or, sorry, foreskins. <laughs> Baby, you know I can jump over two chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, so, but like my feeling on it is kind of Axis feeling on it. And like, I, I don't like to think about it. I understand that there's medical justifications and there are reasons that I agree with for doing medical experiments on animals. I mean, medical experiments, but I feel yeah. like, are we too loosey goosey with how we do those experiments? Yes. Are we too inconsiderate to the quality of life of these animals? Yes. Are we trying a little bit, but not as much as we should? And this is one of those cases where I can really only justify this awful thing happening because the times we've done it directly to humans have been fucking horrific. Like, I think in particular of Tuskegee when we intentionally mm-hmm. infected a bunch of black men with syphilis just to see what it would do to them. Yeah, but, you know, hey, to sh- share the load... Every country has done this. Well, yeah, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not like this. all countries matter. I know. No, all countries <laughs> suck and they're bad and they should go away. Uh, but oh, open borders from Nate. Wow. Yeah, hey, there you go. Um, but like, we're not necessarily saying that medical research is bad and that. Well, I guess like that's the real question: is that like okay? The alternative is that we don't use animals for experimentation. No, we'll just start using like poor people <laughs> that's what will happen well like Perfect. let's say well, soldiers let's, i mean we use a lot of soldiers now for testing too did you know that uh yeah like medical equipment we use like pretty much everything we know about stopping awful bleeding we learned because of george w bush starting the iraq war and testing a bunch of tourniquets out there but it's fine though because all soldiers are very rich people uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah all yep senators children going yeah. to war yep <laughs> yeah all all like white rich rich men Yep, George W. Bush. Uh, I think we can put him up there with Travis the Chimp when it comes to just medical heroes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, but it's like, yeah. So, but are the benefits of that useful? Did they save more lives than they took? I mean, yes. It's just something we all kind of have to think about and live with what we can live with. Uh, much like the nice segue to the slaughterhouse, which I feel like that—that's kind of like. Okay, I think that there's a general consensus. Well, I guess, Bonji, we haven't gotten your perspective on this. What's your, your feelings on medical experimentation? I mean, this this whole book is just like, it's just things we don't like to think about the book. In that they go like, yeah, here's animal experimentation. That's a little bit rough, huh? Well, don't worry. We're going to a slaughterhouse. Let's watch a factory <laughs> farm instead. This is so much better. Think about, the, so like all these books are about teaching kids a skill. What is the skill being taught? How to quickly kill a cow. Compartmentalization. <laughs> how to forget. How to not think about something. Right? Is that because kids have these questions immediately? Like the first, like one of the first questions that a lot of kids ask, I'm sure, is what's meat? 
Where does it come from? Meat. Me. Oh, me it, com- it, it comes from a cow. Do cows hurt? Because I, I hurt and I know that sucks. Right. So like this, this is almost like the answer to that is uh, just don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Like that, that's, that's what you're teaching kids. It's just like move on to the next chapter. It, yeah. That's rough to think about. Um, but we need to go to to uh, the next part of the plan. We need to meet up at Animorphs HQ. <laughs> yeah, we need to. We need we need to move along. <laughs> uh, uh, and and so they do. They they move along. They uh, escape um, somehow. They they release all the chimps out into the wild, and uh, they get out of there. And uh, acts as enough time. This is the transition from the the testing facility to Chapter Fourteen. Um. So he's thinking about what happened. So Axis says, uh, oh, sorry, Tobias says, uh, but you know what? We have to spend tomorrow observing a slaughterhouse. So how about we just chill? Let's watch a sitcom. <laughs> I nodded. A habit, I've, a habit I've picked up from the humans. And some of these messages? <laughs> right? So like even Tobias is coming in. Wise old bird is just saying... Let's not think about it. Just watch some TV. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Fucking Kathy Apple's ought to sue Rick and Morty for stealing that bit. <laughs> Animal yeah. experimentation sucks. All animals will die. Come watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode title. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, what else? Yeah, so Do we go- have a coping mechanism other than that? Because if you just think this shit over and over again, you'll drive yourself crazy and it's, kill yourself. It's called drinking. It's called distractions. It's called, uh, we need to go do homework now, I guess. Hey, let's start they a go podcast. Do homework. Right. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Tyler, let's not think about something right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, is there a you and Soviet? I was sorry. I was still thinking of the Bill Gates foreskin thing. Oh, he needs those. <laughs> Yeah, hang on. The U.N. Soviet was wild uh, because Marco's just casually doing research about like the Soviet German non-aggression pact. Aren't these guys like (laughs) twelve? Like, I mean, yeah, because you know he's uh, he's neither of those people, so he can't relate. (laughs) Oh God, I totally forgot that. Oh God, yeah. Whatever, kids, kids have like homework that's on like awful things. I remember doing a book report on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Oh God, (laughs) I'm sure that. I'm I'm sure that was covered very nicely and not at all awful. It definitely wasn't me saying like, "Isn't this fucking cool? Look at the, how big of this explosion is!" <laughs> oh yeah, we all without I really think, considering the humanity. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the isn't this explosion cool? To oh my god, what power hath mankind wrought? Pipeline. Um, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's, it's when I can't sleep, I like to stay up and watch nuclear test footage and just it really, you know, that really helps my anxiety a lot. I gotta say. <laughs> just knowing the way that I want to all die. those are just sitting out there in old computers that haven't been updated since the 70s. I just love that knowledge. The thought I think about a lot is like I'm driving around. It's like, well, what if the planet just cracked in half? <laughs> I'd have like maybe a minute floating in my car as everything gets cold and, I, and I'm able, unable to breathe and my fucking blood's boiling and my like face explodes. I think about that. Yeah. Do you ever think about Gleek biofilters? Gleek biofilters? <laughs> No, because that, that's what it I should, because that's what the lab has. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get angry at me. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this thing together. You're doing a great job, sweetie. Naturally, that came up. <laughs> well, because it kills you, blasts you to to to, to uh, charred corpse. That's something. Yeah, as they've seen, the slaughterhouse has a force field that kills everything that's not a cow or human. 
Yeah. Well, coded to specific DNA too, not just any cow. You can't just go out and get your old yeah, I, I guess. everyday cow. <laughs> well, whatever. The, the book needs it to happen, so guess what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, this is the dumb part. This uh, is so dumb. So here's, here's the plan to get into the slaughterhouse, because they need to go there for some reason. Which yeah, is never to... clearly explained. The talking FedEx that... truck told them to be there, so they've got to go. Yeah. The, the, when fu- a truck tells you what to do, you listen. <laughs> if a dog tells you what to do, you listen. <laughs> Basically, anything that is not like a human, you just listen to those when they start talking. Yeah. If, you know, cats are starting to tell you to kill all blonde men, do it. <laughs> right. If a bush starts burning, listen to it. <laughs> they often have a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so here's here's my okay. Here you guys, Ray. I have another heist. There we go, Ray. All right. Okay. Tell okay. us. This plan. All right. Tell tell me if you're in, and I'll explain. I'll explain okay, to you. Okay. 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 Here we go. All right. So we need to get specific cows to get past the Gleet biofilter. This okay. is this is where you, Tobias, and uh, uh, Axe come in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. We need you to turn to cows. I'm in. Okay. All right. These cows yeah. have their specific DNA encoded into the Gleet biofilter. Okay. Whereas myself, uh, uh, Cassie. And Jake, I'm not gonna be Jake. Think <laughs> <laughs> that Rachel's pitching this pan plan? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, turn into flies and fly deep within your nose because we know that if you're inside of another animal, then you don't get blasted by the Gleep biofilter. Mm-hmm. We know this. This is a fact that we, we know. figured this out. We know somehow. this. We figured this yeah. out. Um, okay, sounds like a good plan. So here's how. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna fly into this field and we're gonna acquire some cow DNA. Ready? Let's do this shit. Let's do Break. it. Yeah, let's make sense. All all checks out. All, all checks out. It's a fine plan. It's whatever. It's better than the other plan. It is be- it's a lot <laughs> it better than the other one. It's much better than landing on a truck in a tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say that. Although, then again, they could just go through the roof of a slaughterhouse. It's not It's not a closed roof slaughterhouse. No, the biofilter, the force field. Just, they, go under. Go under it. Or whatever. Who yeah. cares? Find a Honestly, better way. this is all stupid. It's all stupid. Let's get a cow, okay? We fly out to a field. We get a cow. <laughs> Rachel um, brings a staple gun and leaves it because they're going to staple their ears. Yeah, because the you know, cows have the little taggy thing. It's a fun, fun detail. Um, and that's when... Oh, shit. A car. We're, we're busy acquiring this DNA. There's a car coming. Oh, my oh, God. Fuck. Danger. Controllers. We've never seen those before in this book. Hey, hey, hey. You gotta do it. You gotta push over that cow. Oh, I'm gonna push over that cow. You're gonna push over that weird, weird looking blue cow. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go right up to it and I'm well, gonna push it over. What's with the cow's tail? What? What? It, it, huh? Look at its tail. It's it's, it's moving. It, that That's not a cow's tail. Oh. 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 You know oh. what you need? You need, a, you need another cold, ripping, hot hit. Yeah, okay. Let's walk Here we go. The weird cow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's look at this weird cow. Uh, yeah, if you haven't gathered, we're a bunch of drunk college students, and we're going to go tip over a cow, but instead we get immediately knocked out by a blade tail. Yeah. So, the, the end. <laughs> I flap, remember... Flap, flap, as the book put it. I remember cow tipping being a big thing that we would talk about, Have but I've never seen it. I don't know anyone who's done it. Yep. Bonji, you're in college. You know anybody who's tipped a cow? I'm in college in a farm town. Like our two, the two exports of this town are heroin 
and depressed farmers. Um, okay. And mm. no, no one here has ever tipped a cow. No one here has seen a tipped cow. No one has even attempted to tip a cow here. Well, then you've got your mission. Yeah, there we, that right mean. after we record. <laughs> uh, you know, folks, if I'm not around to tweet about this episode when it's released, you can only assume that I have been imprisoned for tipping too many cows. Or doing the heroin. <laughs> or doing heroin. One of the two. Who can say? Depends on the kind nah, of day I'm having. Nah, you're white. They wouldn't put you in jail for that. Oh, mm. excellent points. <laughs> I, yeah, it doesn't happen. It's an urban myth. Like, cows are heavy. I think it would take a lot of effort to push over a cow anyways. And even if you're like, a, you know, a giant jock, it would still take a lot. And the cow would wake up. Yeah, and it would probably just yeah. walk away. Yeah, like, yeah, they sleep standing up, but that doesn't mean that they're not, like, you know, immune to, like, stimulus or whatever. Like, yeah, it, it would take a, a decent amount. It, sure, I'm sure somebody has done this once, but it's not a thing. Oh, yeah, I'm sure if they have, I'll hear about it. Yeah. Uh, DM <laughs> specifically uh, Animorphine Time. No, now. don't DM me. I'll quote tweet you and call you stupid. DM <laughs> Animorphine Time. I'll just take a screenshot. Stories. Uh, th- a lot of times, uh, like, farm pranks are different. It's usually driving down like a, a lonely road, drunk, drunk, and like having like two liters of soda and just like hucking them out the door and watching them explode. All on right, the fast I, highway. All right, I feel attacked by that one. Yeah, okay. I mean, we both did this thing. <laughs> I know the pleasure of just watching a soda bottle explode when thrown out of a car window. I've indulged every now and then. It's yeah. great. Yeah, it's fun to get your bros together to drive up into the woods, start a few fires. <laughs> Yeah, okay, maybe well, like, I don't uh, know that one. I haven't done that, but I'll maybe take try to make a Molotov cocktail and fail. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you realize that the Molotov cocktail bottles don't break on the first one, so you got to keep throwing it till it breaks. Yeah. Sometimes then, you take some standing water and you set the standing water on fire with <laughs> enough with enough gasoline, kerosene, kerosene. But like a side note, um, yeah, rubber rubber trash cans actually burn really well. Like yeah, the plastic ones. Also, side note, start fires. Yeah, start fires. Uh, not not like wood fires. Don't don't be no. don't be like a doof, goofus here. Be like Gallon. Uh, start a <laughs> fire in the middle of a desert. <laughs> if you could start a fire in my heart, because I'd love to feel something again. <laughs> yeah, feel that hot date. Start a fire in your. heart. I've got date. a glass heart. I need it. Fucking ignited. Uh, so yeah, these two idiots are knocked out. The yep. end. <laughs> <laughs> they they knock out these cow tippers. They acquire cows. They go home. Uh, next day, dawn of the next day. What do they do? Oh, they steal a truck. Why do they steal a truck? Well, I mean, dawn of the next day, Axe does his little whatever. Yeah, he does. Well, he does his like death ritual that Axe does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Hey, I'm gonna kill my brother's killer. I like being an like yeah yeah woo. Go death before dishonor. Space imperialism. Um. What else does he do? Yeah, he's talking about the importance of rituals, which I kind of get. It's nice to have a little ritual. Y'all have any rituals in the morning? I would say so. It is like pretty much identical to this teenage bird, which <laughs> is just drink coffee and think about my day. Um, it's, it's sort of a ritual. I don't watch uh, t- the Today Show. Hmm. Yeah, um, you know, I, which I, I never... open my eyes and I quietly say, fuck, again. Um... <laughs> and your girlfriend's like, no, no more. <laughs> <laughs> Ritual. It's eleven. Yeah, it's Yeah. So uh, Axmas is the Today Show, though, because he has to go and yeah. um, plant himself in the field as a cow. So he does that. He he uh, he. We're just not going to talk about Matt Lauer being referenced in this book. Sexual predator and monster Matt Lauer. I wasn't going to go anywhere, not... but yeah, let's I... go. 
Um, okay, Tyler, where is he mentioned in this book? He, he talks about the Today Show. They talk about Katie, Katie and Matt, Matt now. now. Anyways, um, yeah, no. He's gone now. He's been canceled. He'll be back. I'll be back. Now nah, he he got fully canceled. He got the first wave of cancelings. Yeah, he really got the was like one of the first to go. I remember like I was I think it was like my freshman year of high school. Again, that dates me. I'm a wee lad. But I remember going like, <laughs> oh Matt Lauer, he's gone. Oh well. They uh they watch the Today Show, then they're off to be cows. Yeah. So um who's being cows in this situation? It's Tobias and Axe, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, two two brothers. No, don't. Uh, no more fly, Rick and Morty. Flying out to a field. It's two brothers. Alien invasion tomato monster Mexican armada brothers who are just regular brothers running in a van from an asteroid. They're just brothers. We're calling brothers. There's tomatoes or something. Uh, uh, and and they, tr- they turn to cows, but something's wrong because they both want to murder each other immediately. They, they feel powerful. They, they can feel something course through their blood that makes them stronger and smarter. It's their huge better. fucking balls. <laughs> Shit, they're balls. They're hanging balls. They got them. Real hangers. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're hanger stakes. I get it. Oh, Christ. <laughs> big, now, old, big old balls. And like immediately makes them want to like, just yeah, kill each other. They square off. They want to fucking fight each other. Right. Now, before we move on, we had a listener send us some cow facts. Yeah. Can you just as an addendum? Animal facts addendum. Animal facts number two sent in by Divine Soup Can. Yeah, we got some. His name Soup Can or their name is Soup Can. Either way, thank you, Soup Can. Here we go. Are you ready for animal facts number one? No, absolutely. Yep. Inbreeding in cattle populations is driving down cow fertility rates. I wish they would do that with the royal family. I mean, it's definitely doing that. Yeah. Uh, No, like, yeah, there's too much inbreeding, so they're not as fertile because factory farming is... Wow, damn. Soup can has already one-upped my weird sex facts. No, I don't know about that. Uh, Okay, here's here's the most boring sex fact. You ready for it? Yeah. Okay, what is the name for a female cow? A cow? Yeah, yeah, correct. Cow. Uh, Cow, okay. I thought I was waiting (laughs) for a trick question. Yeah, me too. I was afraid. What is the name of a male cow? Cow, bull, or steer with or no steer, testicles. If it has That's no testicles, right. thank you. Yeah, there uh, we go. Thank you, Amy Garvey, for teaching me that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's uh. Those are the facts. Those are the the facts of uh the day. I uh, know we have more facts. I was gonna <laughs> say okay. there was a whole fucking list. There was a whole was, list. I was gonna say um, I don't want to like besmirch soup cans reputation, but damn, only two. Okay, I'm glad <laughs> there's more. No, we okay. Here we go. That's uh, animal fact number two. Animal fact number three. Um. How many blood types do humans have, Tyler, as a professional nurse? Oh, a bunch. <laughs> well, name them. You can name them. A, B, O, A, B. Mm-hmm. There's also you know A positive, A negative. Yeah, the positive a, negative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, did you know that cows have about 800 blood types? Oh. Uh, this is mostly important for determining a cow's pedigree. But uh, sometimes cows do need blood transfusions, and it's very difficult. Oh. Yeah, uh, that'd how? be rough uh, if I'm like a, a ZY negative. Just out there like, someone please tell me that you have the same blood type. <laughs> Anyone, please help. <laughs> My son, he's very weak. Uh, yeah, well, let's just say that, you know, cows don't get a lot of blood transfusions. <laughs> not, not a lot of pet cows hanging around there. No, they get sent to the fucking McDonald's factory. Uh, or do they? <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, so cows 
Okay, here we go. Animal fact number three. Cows need to be pregnant in order to produce milk. Right? Okay. Um, having a knacker man kill and incinerate <laughs> the calf immediately is frequently cheaper than raising the calf of two to four weeks and then selling it. The cow then produces milk for 12 to 14 months before being pregnant again. Wait, sorry. They... <laughs> <laughs> I am. That is genuinely speechless. That's number four. You just, oh my god! Well, holy shit! I, I divine soup can. You rule. Wow. What's oh your favorite part god. of that fact? Mine is knacker man. Knacker <laughs> man. I need to look what? up. Wow. Okay. Oh, knacker man's are coming. Coming to kill the babies. Animal fact number five. How long okay. do cows live? Uh, eighteen years. I'm gonna. They're big animals. I'm gonna say forty. In the wild. Uh, oh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Closest goes to Matt. Uh, most cows live only twenty to twenty-five, but the oldest cow on record lived almost forty-nine years. Look at that. Mm. Yep. Mm. How long I'm gonna live too? <laughs> Not if I have any say. Oh shit! I'm keeping your ass alive. I'm gonna carry your blood around like <laughs> blood transfusions. Uh, I forget what was number. Animal fact number six. Uh, cows frequently eat metal objects such as nails and wire. To prevent this from causing hardwire disease, farmers will feed their cattle cow magnets before they are one year of age, which settles in the rumen and collects all metal objects. That's a that's certainly one way of solving that problem. I just want to be I want to be in the room with the guy who's like, okay, guys, our cows keep eating nails. How do we solve uh, They're this? getting hardware disease. I don't know. It's probably the fucking Knacker Man. I feel like this guy yeah. does a lot. Yeah, the Knacker Man's definitely leaving out some nails. Um, he just, it's like the know, cow Slender Man. <laughs> don't look at it. Don't say it or it takes you. And it's just a guy in overalls. I mean, he preys on child cows. I feel like, you know. Knackermans are coming. Coming down Christ, the hill. I'm not over the Knackerman, honestly. I'm, I'm still thinking about that. He's not over you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I forgot the count. Here we go. Uh, rule number eight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got rules I don't now. Know how to ca- <laughs> oh, yeah. Fact number eight. <laughs> well, uh, fact. I wouldn't say the rules. Um... When a pregnant cow, when a pregnant dairy cow is slaughtered, a needle is inserted into the heart of the still living fetus, and what? the blood is collected, and it is called fetal bovine serum. Wait, it is used like- in cell cultures for biotechnology industry. An estimated 700,000 liters Ugh. of the fluid was sold in 2008. Oh my god! You're telling me that there's cow pizza gate? There's people taking the adrenochrome from baby cows and drinking their blood? Oh my god. They're not drinking it, but it is a serum. (laughs) Holy shit. Divine Soup Can, can you do animal facts for every episode? Yeah, holy shit. I I chose to do chimps because, well, first of all, they all morph chimps. But also, it's like, well, cows are boring. I'm not going to find any interesting facts about cows. And Divine Soup Can has proved me wrong. Yeah, cow pizza gate. Holy shit. Okay. Do you want a fun one? Here's a fun one. Oh, I don't know what fun means. Yeah, I'm afraid. Uh, okay, fact number nine. The world's tallest cow with <laughs> 64 inches. What the fuck? Why the, every cow fact gets more upsetting than the last? I was like, this one is just fun. It's like, hey, that's a big cow. <laughs> 
Why is that wow, so that's small? Big. <laughs> Makes a lot of fetal heart blood. <laughs> oh, that cow man. has no business being that tall. Ah. Uh. Oh. Calfax is melting my brain. And okay, let, let me even let, by the Calfax. let me even this out. Let me even this out. All right, all right. Um, so far the cows don't aren't living a great life. Okay, but they're not all saints. Here we go. Cow fact number ten. Um, cows like horses <laughs> are opportunistic predators. Hungry, <sighs> boredom, or nutritional deficiencies can drive them to eat small animals. And that happen to wander near their heads, such as frogs, chicks, or rodents. <laughs> Cows get bored and like just hunt the most dangerous game. I, I just land on an island full of cows one day and they cut me loose because they're bored. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that, that thing of like, yeah, well, a cow would eat you if it could. Yes, actually, they would. It would totally yeah, it would eat you. Would totally and not even you. because it wants to, but because it's bored. Yeah, it's no, bored. fuck them burgers. I'm totally with... I'm, I'm going to go to McDonald's tomorrow just because I can. <laughs> it gets even worse. Cows, like horses, can have close friends, don't like to be alone, and hold grudges. No. <laughs> Cows get excited when they solve a problem and listen to the boss cow. Ah! <laughs> the boss cow. I land on the island and they bring me to boss cow <laughs> and he hands me a knife and tells me that I have 24 hours to prepare. That's how you become the knacker man. <laughs> Cows kill 22 people a year, three times more likely than a shark. <laughs> <laughs> the cow most dangerous game is real. I was joking, but I'm more uh, likely to be killed by boss cow than by a great white. <laughs> However, humans kill over 300 million cows for food per year. Jesus, there oh, it is. Okay, maybe it, yeah, maybe so it balances like, out I, just I feel a like, bit. Yeah, just a bit. Uh, 22 versus 300 million. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, I I'm kind of picking these at random. Uh, they're all gold. <laughs> um, I feel like this has to be our last fact, though. Um, let me let me pick a good one. Um, let's see. So we have a good fucking one. Um, we have a good. Okay, here we go. Uh, barbed wire was invented because a powerful longhorn cattle would easily defeat smooth wire fencing. Barbed wire teaches cattle that escape is too painful to attempt. Barbed wire fences were used as the first phone lines in the American countryside. Barbed wire made the institution of private land ownership possible in the American West in a way that it hadn't been before. Jesus You're Christ. Me that cows are the reason that we had such an easy time colonizing and stealing native land out West. Oh, yeah, no, like that. That's if you watch like a lot of Westerns, it's always like farmers versus cattle people because cattle people wanted to roam the countryside. Part of the compromise was just like, okay, fine, you get this entire like, you know, county <laughs> and we get farms on, on the, you know, these kind of small patches of land. I'm having and a hard time here, man. By shooting a Native American and it's a happy ending. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <sighs> um, Goddamn, cow facts have destroyed my brain. I. Uh, uh, I just, you know, I just want to read. I got to finish these up. There's only three more. Ready? Okay. okay. Yeah, we'll just All right. yeah. I'm, I'm reading them and go. I'm just like, I can't. Here we go. Okay. I want you to just like, don't react. Just listen. Okay. And feel. Oh, no. A cow's horns are vascular and connected to their sinuses. Mm -mm. A cow's <laughs> horn buds may be disbudded with caustic paste, a knife, or a hot iron before they grow into horns. If the horn buds have already grown into horns, typically only the tips, which lack nerves, are not connected to the sinuses. They are removed. The USDA suggests that 
Most de- debutting and dehorning are done without anesthesia. Horns are being bred out of dairy cattle to prevent this. Cattle <sighs> breeding is done by artificial insemination or natural service. excuse me my lady are you in the mood for some natural service (laughs) after estrus is detected frequently the most viable mothers are er, uh, inducted in to release extra eggs and the embryos are then implanted into other cows which serve as surrogate mothers in the case of insemination semen is collected either uh, by artificial vaginas or electroejaculation (laughs) aka electrical stimulation of the seminal vesicles and ampullae they shock your balls so you come cows are so kinky (laughs) semen is later thawed and administered to the cervix via pipette (laughs) so the cows either get a cow fleshlight or they shock their balls I'm I'm gonna shock your balls and freeze it (laughs) man that makes I am the Knacker Man. <laughs> yeah, because the Knacker Man is probably a multi-useful guy. <laughs> yeah. The Knacker Man is just whenever you need to do something depraved to a cow, you phone up the Knacker <sighs> Man. Uh, you need a baby killed or you need the horse jacked off? Knacker Man is animal my favorite facts. Batman villain. Animal uh, Facts. How'd you like Animal, animal facts? facts? Oh my god. That was... Uh, the first, the first fact was very upsetting. My brain is on fire. Hey, Todd, I'm going to burn out your sinuses with a hot iron. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's a gift. Oh, I, um, man. Oh, this has changed us. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I, I'm i surprised I have not encountered any information about a knacker man until today. Yeah, <laughs> I have to say. I'm glad I, we know it. If I hadn't this, settled this on like, uh, head of the Zoomer caucus, I would absolutely change my Twitter name to knacker uh, Matt. But <laughs> it's not too late, and I feel like we're put it in on, your profile. We're sitting yes. on some like pure internet gold. <laughs> that's animal facts. <laughs> that's anyway, yeah, animal facts. That animal and nothing facts. else has melted our brains. <laughs> the knacker man cometh. <laughs> the knacker man cometh, and uh, oh, better cometh watch out. <laughs> He's gonna electrojaculate your balls <laughs> and then drain your fetus of blood. How did I make it this long without knowing the word electrojaculate? <laughs> yeah, that really does. That is like a very anamorphing time thing to know. Um, I mean, we should have a glossary at this point. I think that's kind of the first entry, isn't it? Emma List is gonna be in there. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh-huh. AK is in there. Yeah, all of it. Kathy Apples. Kathy Apples. Uh, Oh, I forgot one. You want a bonus fact? Yeah, I do want a bonus <laughs> fact. Yeah, bonus fact. Bonus fact. To study the digestion of cows, oh, no. farm scientists will surgically install a large plastic plug into the side of the cow's stomach. This plug is called a fistulation. No. Wait, what? Ty, Ty, you've seen those before, fistulations? I've seen fistulas before. I can't say I've ever seen a plastic plug. Yeah, it's like a little window. I've actually, I, I've seen one of those pictures before. It's kind of interesting if you're New not the cow. incognito tab. <laughs> so don't you want to become a cow now uh yeah, yeah. okay so, so i mean so, there's a little stuff here like mark they steal the truck so i like yeah. i like this little bit of business where marco morphs as a gorilla knocks some goons out then they put a denim jacket on and a hat on a gorilla <laughs> yeah he also definitely killed those people he did yeah. kill those people he's like he says, go to sleep and smashes their heads together <laughs> <laughs> like, but, yeah, yeah, they're, they're dead. They're dead. Leaving a trail of bodies. Uh, 
Just like that poor uh, Spencer's gift guy. Yeah. I mean, this town, whatever town they're in, is seeing an upswing in CTE, that's for sure. <laughs> Good God. Um, they they put Jake in adult clothes. Yeah. Marco like, in a jacket that's too small. Is it because he's so short that he wouldn't pass as an adult? Yeah. That's why he's a gorilla? I think so. Okay. And know, they make like, Marco I, drive? Yeah, I feel like, you know, most like 13-year-old a, boy and fully grown silverback gorilla. Uh, if I had to choose which one looks more like an adult man, I'd probably choose the boy. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Uh, he does not. Like, I imagine it's a bit like, you know, kind of two kids in a trench coat kind of a situation. Which yeah. is like, this is yeah. obviously like, you're obviously a gorilla. Get him. It's a bandit. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a fun, it's a fun little bit. It's fun to read. We're not going to detail it all because one, who cares? Two, we're going to a slaughterhouse. Let's go to the slaughterhouse. We're, let's all go to the slaughterhouse. Let's all go to the slaughterhouse. That's not how I remember go to the it. the slaughterhouse and grab ourselves some meat. <laughs> meat. Uh, I love meat. I, w- I would love to get processed. <laughs> um, and that's exactly what happens. Yeah, so like Axe as a, as a bull, he's kind of being like, you know, corralled into this place. There's some good goon dialogue when they notice like, hey, there's a bull here. What's up with these maniac drivers? And what's up with this ugly driver? Why do you deliver us two bulls? We wanted steers. What is the deal with these drivers? <laughs> we wanted steers. What do they expect? Sending us bulls. Zap. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld tasing a teenager to take home to fuck. <laughs> Says Axe. The pain was incredible. So they get, like, you know, shoved in the building. From the building, awful smells smells reach my nostrils. Blood. Manure. Blood. Biological rot. And more blood. Blood. And more blood. And bits of sick. <laughs> yeah, throwing that Garth Marenghi bit. I mean, you know, like, they, they keep on saying blood to emphasize it is a specific smell. Tyler, what does blood smell like? It's kind of sweet. It's definitely coppery. Like, either of you, like, ever hunted before? I have not. No, not really. I mean, I, you know, I, I chase spiders. I, when I smell blood, it is generally my own because I get nosebleeds like nobody's business, which. Oh, yeah. Same. Nosebleed gang. What, what? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not part of the nosebleed gang. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let me, let me put some medicine up your nose that makes your nosebleed and you feel good. No. Um, when, when I was a hunter, like you'd string up a deer that you killed, you gut it on scene, mm-hmm. but you have to, you take it home and you skin it. Like we skinned it in a garage. You didn't have a knacker man to call. Upon. I did not. I was. I did the knackery there. <laughs> uh, the one time I killed an elk, it was pregnant too. That was get the blood. Yes, I didn't think of it. I was not like I've killed plenty of deer. The one elk I shot was pregnant. <laughs> you had to that cut is it. Really rough on your part. Yeah, was, I did a bad. Tyler, do better. Like Amy Garvey, do better. <laughs> Putting that on but, the uh, Tyler goose inconsistencies page. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Kill the mother and child. <laughs> <laughs> Home improvement noise. Uh? <laughs> Ow. <laughs> no, it's uh there's it's I don't know how to describe it other than sweet and distinct. You you, you skin a deer, like the meat is there, the blood is there. There's nothing like it. And I I've I think I've smelt the smell. Because I can smell death. I don't know if you know that. I'm much like a dog. I can smell cancer. Um, and well, no, like death. Death smells like juicy fruit. 
It's it's like sweet smell that feels almost like, you know, it's poisony. It's it's, it's like uh, too sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's not good, folks. <laughs> Juicy fruit is the closest thing. Yeah, we hate to just see it. The smell of death, not good. Yeah. Juicy fruit, great though. <laughs> yeah. And now I want some juicy fruit. Pro juicy fruit, anti death. Those are my stances. Um, well, then don't go into the slaughterhouse because uh, it only gets worse <laughs> from there. Um, so yeah, uh, so like they get zapped and they get shoved into this essentially like um, the assembly shoot. line of murder, the Temple Grand and assembly line of murder. Yeah. Um, so l- l- let's find a good description of it here because so they're they're just walking along. Tobias and Axe are trying to make conversation. Right, right. Uh, there's a nice little bit about the Simpsons here. It's like, oh, there's too many fingers, or not enough fingers, or who cares? Right. I I love TV. I'm a pop culture guy now. Right. And, and then, then a dead cow goes overhead. Yeah. Right. Just like flies over, hung up yeah. by its legs. I looked up. I could not see directly in front of me because other cattle were blocking my view. But as the chute turned a corner, I saw a horrific vision: dozens of cows hanging by their rear legs. They seemed almost to be flying flying as they were carried along by an overhead conveyor belt, flying and no longer alive. It was a bewildering scene, a confusing assembly line full of separate events and actions. Cows are not highly intelligent animals, as as intelligent animals smelling the blood, catching the brief glimpse of the future, would have bolted, kicked, fought. But no, maybe that's not true either. Maybe an intelligent animal would understand that it was doomed and attempt to face the inevitable calmly. In any event, neither Tobias nor I were cows, and neither of us were intellectually impaired. So, are they too stupid to recognize they're being murdered, or are they so smart that they nobly accept death? I like the idea of the cow honor culture. So, this <laughs> this section is the reason that I wanted to do this book. Because um, there, are, there are three things from Animorphs that I think, as long as I live, even if I hadn't discovered Animorphing time, I would always remember. And that is uh, Jake with the Yerk brain as it dies, like seeing mm-hmm. the evil red eye of Sauron. That was that was really great for young Matt to read. Uh, actually, Soon. also Jake, uh, yeah, Jake getting uh, splatted on an airplane as a fly yep. and like the watching fly, his yep. guts go. And this scene where they're jamming the cattle prod into Axe as he grows ever closer to the No Country for Old Men gun. Uh, and is desperately screaming at himself to morph. Uh, those are the three things from Animorphs that I will remember forever. Spoiler alert: one of these are actually real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Like one of these is, is a thing that happens. Right? Yeah, um, yeah. I have been on the internet for a long time. Tyler has also been on the internet for the same amount of time. Uh, Bonji, as long as you have lived, you've been on the internet. Um, and as people who have grown up on the internet. You run into videos that kind of stick with you, mm-hmm. right? Because you're you're a shitty teenager, and you just you go into that dark web because you know you just click in links, you right. just go and you. Me as a kid, like, ah, oh, what's the style project about? Uh. <laughs> right, like, oh, it's gross. The guy threw up everywhere. Um, but like when you're clicking around, you run into videos, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and there's a couple of videos that just burned in my brain. One of them is the beheading video, yep. which yep. Uh, I think, you know, we've all kind of ran into because that's just what happens on the internet. Yeah, strangely the other one, mainstream bit of horrific imagery. Yeah. The other one is like two girls, one cup. Hey, <laughs> it's still gross. <laughs> yeah, that's what, uh, definitely I was, don't... that's what I was thinking about earlier when I mentioned like the Wikipedia bad images list. 
is like the different degrees of like shock imagery on the internet where you're like going around mm-hmm. you like, I mean, like I said, you know, when you're like a 14 year old, you see two men kissing, you're like, oh, gross. I don't want to acknowledge the feelings that makes in me. So I'm just going to pretend yeah. I'm, I'm grossed out by this. You click or on the next something thing. minor like, like, uh, um, oh, this person has a maggot in their skin. Gross. Ew. Yeah. And then um, you like click on like, the next link and it's the ISIS beheading video. And you're like, right. Ooh. The vibe is <laughs> changed. Like, right. Can I watch the guys kiss again? Yeah. Right. Let's go back to the men kissing. <laughs> but the one video that stuck with me the most, more than those two videos in particular, was the PETA slaughter video. And if you've run into that video, oh, yeah. it is. Yeah, like it, it's it's in that tier of just like beheading and shit eating, right? Of where you look at it and you kind of understand. I, I forget what it's called, like Human Planet or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm not going to recommend it. Uh, you know, you you can definitely learn about this on your own time, but it, it's it's horrific. It's it's screaming and pain and just that for you know about an hour. It's a long video, um, and that's what I pictured when I read this scene. Is just like oh. A 10-year-old is now learning where its hamburger is coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where its meat's coming from. Um, and that cows, we now know, through the eyes of Axe, experience panic or pain, but calmly. It just walks into his death. Is that That's not true, actually. That's uh, not true. No, oh, yeah. cow, cows kind of have an idea. That's why they need the, they need the hug box, the Temple Grandin hug box, mm-hmm. to kind of calm them down. Because before, they would fight and scream and want to kill you because they know it's about to be they knew what was happening Animal- should we explain that for people who don't know tell it so some of y'all may know this i guess i'll call her a scientist named temple grandin she was very very autistic and one of the ways she coped with her own anxiety and being overwhelmed with sensory input was she created this box that would squeeze her to make her feel better so she proposed this idea a way to calmly slaughter cows that would make it so they didn't know what was happening it would calm them before they were slaughtered which would be better for the meat and it involved an assembly line where the cows would be walking with other cows then it would do a light little swim and then it would go through some drapes because the other cows couldn't see what was coming after and then it would just quickly be killed with the no country for old man gun a little pneumatic piston that shoots into your brain gets sucked back in yeah and supposedly that's the more humane way to slaughter a cow. I I believe it's more humane. I would I'd rather go that way than the terrifying way, I guess. <laughs> um but so how do you feel about meat everybody? It's time to time to talk about meat. So I mean yeah. There's a short story. I uh I don't remember the author's name off the top of my head. Um Ursula something I think. Uh, and it's called uh, Ursula the, K. Guin. Yes, uh, Ursula K. Le Guin, or however I'm supposed to pronounce that that French last name. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, and the uh, the premise of it, just really, really quick summary. It's called "The Ones Who Walk Away from Amelis." And the premise of it is that there's this utopia where everything is perfect, um, and the only catch is that there is a single child who lives in abject misery and squalor, and is beaten every day and lives in its own shit in this tiny basement underneath the city. And I think it's at the age of 18, every single citizen of Omelas has to go down there and watch the child for a day. And then they get to go back up and continue enjoying the city. Um, 
And as the title suggests, there are some people who choose to walk away from Amelis, but even they like don't ever like destroy the city. They don't free the child. And it's made very clear if this child were to be freed somehow through like some magic, the entire city would be destroyed. Uh, and I think we should do something similar when it comes to factory farming. I think, you know, look, as it stands, I don't think we have the technology. Well, I mean, I know we have the technology, but I don't think we have the capability to just end factory farming forever without causing massive supply chain problems because that's capitalism. But I think everybody that's should- That's a capitalism. That's a capitalism. <laughs> hey. It's a great reference to the Discord. Uh, so yeah. four people are going to love that one. Uh. Um, but uh, yeah, I think everybody should have to watch what happens. They should have to watch- Maybe not the PETA video, but something similar and understand what goes into like the amount of agony that goes into these things. Um, and I don't know. I don't necessarily know where that comes in with the whole like walking away aspect of this allegory. But well, you, yeah. you want people to w witness it, to know and to understand the pain. But my pessimism about mankind has been lowered so low that I know people will watch it and laugh. There, yeah, there's a section that would laugh and be like, hell yeah, bring me a hamburger, like what happens in this book. Yeah. Well, I mean, and not even that, just like people like, uh, actually, Nate, are you, are you a vegetarian? I, I am, I'm not. Yeah, um, so but, like people like us who watched the PETA video, sure. I'm like, damn, that mm -hmm. shit's fucked. And then like, you know, it took me several months to like eat another hamburger because I was like genuinely sickened and horrified by it. But yeah, you know, I'm not going to act superior. I I eat burgers now. Yeah, but like you know, it, I don't brag about it, and I don't eat to excess. And when I buy meat, I make sure I use meat. Right? Yeah, I, I I've never let meat spoil, um, especially meat. Like I let vegetables go because like whatever, bananas are impossible. But. <laughs> You know, like look I, at a banana. This is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you around only for half a day? I tell my you. secrets. <laughs> my God, it's already brown and spotted. <laughs> um, but like, but I, I, you know, like at the very least, I treat meat special. I know that Joe Biden's right to come after our meat. <laughs> he should take it. Oh uh, shit! Because I completely it's not, it's, forgot about that. Yeah, that's yep. right. Well, it, the thing is, is that like it's a fear because there's kind of some truth to it. We really can't actually eat as much meat as we're eating. No, we need to stop. Sustainable. Like, and I'm not even saying get rid of all the meat, but like we need to change it. Like, because Americans especially are egregious about it. Like, we eat a lot, and other other cultures don't do this. Meat is a flavorant in a lot of places. Yes, mm -hmm. and I mean, like, we, saw, it, we saw like the response to the if we're talking about the Joe Biden thing. Like all those like shithead conservatives who put like the one who bought 30 pounds of beef uh, in response yeah. where he's like, yeah, fuck you, Joe Biden. All I know to oh, my only form of protest is consumption. I live under capitalism. I'm going to buy 30 pounds of meat and either destroy my colon or throw like 28 of these pounds out. Like Christ. It's I mean, it's I. I hate what we do with meat. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. And I used to think like, oh, anyone who quits meat because they because of how it treats the animals, those are just a bunch of pussies. And I mean, I used to think like that and now I'm I've gone the complete other way. 
we need to stop what we're doing, or at the very least, we need to consider every meal what we eat because this is what we're doing. Not only are we consuming too much, we're consuming to a point that it's destroying the world we live in. Sure. What the... F- I mean... And it's not even for, like, medical justifiable reasons, right? Like, for the... for the, uh, the I think this is why you put... The, the author put these two things together, right? There's mm-hmm. medical testing, which is kind of vital in order to, to um, you know, save people. Right? It's medically necessary to do some medical testing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily to eat meat. Like, there are vegetarians out there that are not dead. Tony, if you're <laughs> listening, you're, you're not yeah. dead, as it turns out. Vegans are out there very much alive. Like, they're doing it. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, we're eating meat, much like the cows, out of boredom. And, and yeah, it's and it's it's an entertainment, and so. But I'm not even I'm not even advocating for you to turn vegetarian because, you know, hey, we do shitty things for entertainment all the time. Uh, it, it's more of just yeah. Sometimes I laugh at that PETA video. Yeah, you just sit there and you laugh at it. <laughs> I mean, like, but the, hey, guess what? I'm gonna do the anamorphy the this book's solution, which is, um, it's kind of up to you how you <laughs> what choice you make. There are clear answers, which is. Yeah, we have to eat less meat. You got you to gotta do it. You got to eat less meat. We can't eat as much as we've been eating. I mean, it's the same. I, but, appro- I approach meat the same way I approach alcoholism. Culturally, alcoholism is thought of, you're weak. You just need to stop. Mm-hmm. And you, most people cannot just stop. Like alcohol, if you just completely stop. Let's say you drink a bottle of vodka every day. Let's say you do that. Let's say one of us does that right now. Neither of us do that. But... uh. Sweats if you just stop, yeah. If you just stop, you are probably going to have uncontrollable seizures and die. That doesn't happen with meat. You can stop meat anytime. My point is, if you reduce your meat consumption by half, that's half. That's like it, it's half. It's good for you, probably. I it's mean, good like- for you. It's better for everything around you. But also, let us just be completely clear: this is not something a personal choice can fix or solve. This is a societal, wide-stem, worldwide problem that needs addressing, and probably soon. Probably soon. Well, too late now, actually. I think we're just going to march right <laughs> yeah, into it. Is, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is too late now. It's too but, late. Yeah, buy 30 pounds of beef, everybody. Yet, at least, if you're not, if you want to keep eating meat, fine. Do whatever you want. Who cares? But at least think about that cow. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think part of the problem is, I mean, like I alluded to earlier, just the systemic factors at play here. Like, you know, I think vegans are like, I mean, well, you know, it's, I think they're like one of the, one of the few safe punching bags on the internet. still, just because like, there are like sanctimonious people who get a little bit preachy and seem to like, you know, view individual separate actions as the only viable way to achieve change. Uh, Mm -hmm. This wasn't supposed to be a race about liberals, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think they a lot of a lot of vegans are like doing the right thing, but their individual like them changing the way that they consume isn't going to get rid of the farms because that's just not how capitalism works. And so we need like an overall massive systemic overhaul. And that's just we're not going to change things until we get that. Agreed. And I think that's the really Agreed. sad truth about it. Yeah, we accept the misery we passively inflict. And it sucks. As long as we're not the only one doing it. 
Yep. <laughs> yeah. Got to have that city to, we all to whip that look single at the, child. Got to look at the kid get beat up. <laughs> yeah. Got to have a, a whole train to, to feed a, a one small orphan. Yeah, and then we feel bad one about it and make fun of the Cassies who say maybe the kid shouldn't be beat, beaten up. I mean, uh, like, yeah, that's the thing. It's the gleefulness of it that bothers me. Right? Oh, for it's sure. Like, like, oh, bacon is meat candy. I fucking love it. I hate those people. I hate Particularly yeah. because bacon is definitely not the best kind of meat. Like, if you're no. going to be so gleeful about an animal that you've slaughtered, don't, don't make a bacon. Nope, it's foie gras. It's the knacker man. <laughs> the most dangerous kind of meat. Eat the meat yeah. man. I love my yeah, I love the blood of a, a fetal cow. That's that's my <laughs> I want to be a bacon guy, but for that. By the way, I also advocate cannibalism. Eat shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I'll, but like I advocate cannibalism uh in that like, you know what, Soylent Green's not a bad idea. Like and, in, like as soon as I hit that that ripe old age of like what, 75, 80? Um. Yeah. S- send me out to the Soylent Green factory and turn me into green cubes and then eat me because I don't care. And in this case, the Soylent Green in this book was trying to be Project Obedience. <laughs> so, tell me about Project Obedience. <laughs> Project Obedience. Like through through hook and by crook, through fight and fright and flight and flight. Tobias is there. He flies. Yeah, uh, <laughs> good one. <laughs> uh, oh, you liked it. I did like it. Uh, they find out one one little yerk scientist has been feeding these cows chemicals or using chemicals on the monkey to try and feed it to cows to make humans. Ob- willing hosts like obedient to, t- to take away their free will their free will but they've run across a very stupid problem what's the stupid problem humans have free will and you cannot take a human's free will <clears throat> the human spirit yep that's exactly the humans triumph with their will uh-oh wait hang on <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, 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 there's, there's a triumph of will uh, that you cannot take from humans. It's so weird that it's just Lenny Reifenstahl in the cage. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing there? The uh, <laughs> Haben and Cookie. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, the, so the, what turns out to be. For kids, a really awful, stupid twist. We just came out of a slaughter factory, by the way. Turns into a really funny twist as an adult. They hack the Gibson. It's like, oh, Visser 3, the most wonderful, best person in the world. I did like the kiss-ass computer. That was a fun Yes. Project Obedience, the human slave program. It's working. It's great. But not greater than our great leader, Visser 3. (laughs) Visser 3, you are quite good at turning me on. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's one York scientist like, no, 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 please, 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 please. A bunch of frozen humans are like, what the fuck's going on? It's like, I fucked up, I fucked up, I fucked up, oh God. I I told Visser 3 that... We made mind control. I told him. I told him it worked. I told him. Like the one MK Ultra guy that kept on saying, no, it's working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep but giving it, them acid. Look at that. <laughs> he's, he's following us. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's, 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 it works. Turns out a Yerk middle manager lied to Visser 3 saying that the mind control drug worked. Yeah. When it doesn't. He's like, please, let me let me go with you. Visser 3 is going to kill me. I'd rather just starve to death. Please. Yeah, I actually, I took, I was, I was bothered by that one sentence, 
Because I have to say, if I had to choose between like three days of agonizing death and then the fiery eye of Sauron gazing upon my soul as I incinerate, or Visser 3 popping my head off real quick, I'd, I'd probably take the one that takes one second. But, yeah, you know, I'd take two feed me to taxons. Yeah, it's fine. Ah, terrible. So that's that's the twist of the book. The factory <laughs> farming was to... So, yeah, just uh, let me let me read to you why beef it, drugs. Let me read to you why it doesn't work because it's the stupidest bullshit in the fucking planet. I wanted to tell him. I wanted to say, look, it can't be done. You don't understand. There's no such thing as a human being without a free will. It's 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 idiotic. But he's no scientist, much less a philosopher. You can't separate a sentient creature from free will. They are free will. Yerk. Hork-Bajir, human, it doesn't matter. A sentient species has free will, like an object has mass. You can't separate them, but Visser 3 doesn't listen. Tyler, do we all have free will? No. Tyler, okay, hold on, wait. I've injected you with the super addictive drug, Narrowin. Okay. All right, cool. You're now addicted to Narrowin. Uh-huh. Don't take Narrowin. I have to. No, you can't. I have to. No, be strong. I have to. Tyler, you have free will. I Tyler. I need Narrowin. I don't want free will. I want free narrowing. So, so this liberal bullshit thought here. I hate it. I, I hate the concept of I free was, will. I yeah. So I was, I was a philosophy major for an entire year before uh, I decided that I hated everything about it and have now <laughs> decided never to engage with philosophy ever again, except when I'm on an Animorphs podcast. That's called passing philosophy. Yeah, pretty much. I, I've solved it, everybody. Um, but... There is, uh, I think you guys will get a kick out of this. The school of thought that this book is essentially endorsing is uh, called libertarianism. <laughs> uh, and just like economic Ooh, libertarians, more. the philosophical libertarians are wrong about everything. And I was one when I was 14. And then I learned anything about the world and stopped being one. Um, yeah, they basically think that, you know, people have free will and it has nothing to do with our brains. You know, free will just happens. Uh, unrelated to physical processes. Who can say how it works? It's this mystical thing. And I mean, even if, you know, you want to do like this bullshit, like humans, our willpower is just believe too in a strong. Soul yeah, even and, if you believe, not believe in a soul. In, yeah. yeah, even if you like believe in souls, you understand human willpower can be broken pretty easily. Very like, easily. Yeah, very easily. It's not like we just like, we magically resist these, whatever these drugs are. And also I think that's a very like, this book is a very 90s thing in that, like, the big fear is, like, GMO style. Something is being put in the food. Growth um, hormones. Right. Yeah. And I mean, what is this if not a direct allegory to drugs and addictions? Like, oh, if they really wanted to, they could just not do drugs. That's the There's human free... spirit. We can just kick heroin. Yep. That's free will. If you want it enough, you do it. Bootstraps, everybody. Bootstraps. <sighs> Beef straps. Beef straps. <laughs> exactly. The beef straps. Yeah. And also, like, why are they even doing this? Why is this here at the, the end of the beef book that was already making a point? Yeah. I, I don't it, know. Well, here's why, though. Because, again, we're teaching our kids something. What are we teaching them? Don't think about the beef. Don't think about the beef. Think about humans. Well, yeah. Don't th think, think about, about the beef, folks. Yeah, just like think about uh, drugs, think about project obedience. That's fun. Mm. Um, and, you know, just escape the factory. Don't explain how you escape the factory. Just go. You just escape. Next day. 
Next chapter. Like they don't they don't like, yeah, they they escape don't. from the fucking factory. That is the just, like, they're place gone. where they just happen to escape. Like it's like the meme where it's like, you know, step one question mark, step three, <laughs> profit. Yeah, it's all that. Exit chased by a bear. And <laughs> so now like they're all in the mall and they're all talking, you know, talking about their adventures. Axe is ooh, he's looking at that cinnamon roll. Mm. Yeah, he's looking at that thing. He, Glad he we takes got the a cinnamon bite. rolls oh. in here. See, again, ambition. He had a picture. <laughs> yeah, he saw it. He saw it through. He visualized it. He thought of the secret, and then he got that cinnamon roll. Manifesting um, the Cinnabon. Right. Everyone else is not eating Cinnabon. No. Marco comes by with a delicious burg. Uh. Nice, hot, crispy burg. And he's like, mm, ooh, burger? You guys don't even know what you're missing with this burger. Isn't this so and- funny, everybody? And then they all order burgers, having learned nothing. Well, yeah, they, they all like... Yeah, we did just get out of a horrifying slaughterhouse, but you go for that burg and they eat it and they hear the screams of the cows being killed by the knacker man. <laughs> <laughs> so about the I found a quote from Catherine Alice Applegate herself about the end of this book. Mm-hmm. And I was going to read it to you guys, but then I found a fun little game that I'm going to play. So oh, I just boy. watched American <laughs> Psycho go. yesterday and I'm going to play a game called Patrick Bateman. Or Catherine Alice Applegate. So oh boy, I'm here we go. To, uh, I'm excited. So one of these is Patrick Bateman, and one of these is Kathy Apples herself talking about the end of the book. Here's okay, the first cool. thing. Tyler, you <clears throat> answer first, and I'll answer uh, okay. next. Yeah, okay. All right. So here's the win. first one. Come on, Bryce. There are a lot more important problems than Sri Lanka to worry about. We have to end apartheid, for one, and slow down the nuclear arms race, stop terrorism and world hunger. We have to provide food and shelter for the homeless and oppose racial discrimination and promote civil rights while also promoting equal rights for women. We have to encourage a return to traditional moral values. We have to, oh, and most importantly, we have to promote general social concern and less materialism in young people. All right, Tyler, who do you think that was? (laughs) K-A-R-P-B. Oh, Patrick, that was so beautiful. And uh, (laughs) here's the second quote. I took some grief for this from the fans. A fair number were upset that I ended when ended with all the animorphs ordering hamburgers. I am in favor of being as humane as possible when dealing with livestock, but I'm not a vegetarian. I kind of think that I'll start worrying about the treatment of cows more once there are no more political prisoners, no more children oh dying of curable diseases, and no more fanatics blowing themselves up to murder civilians. Oh my god. We, we can't do both. Oh my god. Fucking God. You only get one. Yeah, I watched American Psycho last night with my girlfriend, and it genuinely like started trembling when Patrick Bateman gave that speech because I had just read the Kathy Apples quote. My God. This is like you can have multiple concerns and address them as much as you can, as much as you're able. And you should. As much as you can, as much as you're able. It's lib shit, right? Like just the super lib shit. It's not yet ism. It's like the, well, we've, we can't solve this problem yet. Not yet. We can't give universal health care yet. We're going to incrementalize our way towards it as, we, well, as both parties slowly creep further right. It's the logical judo that is done by both left and right, which yeah. is, no, we're not going to talk about that right now. What about my problem? Right? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, okay, yes. I, I'm concerned about the climate change, which I'm now written, kind of agreeing is real, but did you know that there are trans kids? 
Yeah, did you know that? Did you <laughs> know you that one this? transgender child in Georgia wants to play sports, and there aren't adults inspecting their genitals beforehand? Uh, mm. What about the planet being on fire? <laughs> well, what hang what on. about a? Uh, hang on, there are bigger problems here. Yeah, we we'll worry problems. about the planet once we see what's in they their pants. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's, but it's the garbage that. Yeah, again, thanks to the internet. One of the good things about the internet is that we all kind of see it a little bit better. Is that like, yeah, no, it's just bullshit. Yeah, it's yeah. like you can solve all these problems. You don't have to say in your quote about the end of this book, there are bigger problems. Yeah, you don't. You never say that shit. <laughs> right, because you can you can say like the thing that the conversation we just had of just like, yeah, you know, I eat meat. We should probably all eat less of it. Right. What do we, and I, you know, like, hey, if we, you know, if there are movements to eating less meat, we should probably all do that. Well, I mean, I have these 500,000 people without homes and these 17 million homes. Can someone who's good at economics tell me how to fix this, you know? Yeah. They need to work harder. Uh, yeah. And, and like, I will never admit my, my own personal fault, right? Right. And, you is, know, I mean, it's kind of also what that boils down to. Like, I was, I was kind of, uh, being a little bit facetious when I read like the Patrick Bateman quote, but like, I don't know. They're both, they're, they're equally hollow. Like I found, you know, the difference, especially online between liberals and conservatives is that like the liberals do this sort of middling bullshit, right? Where it's like, well, we've got other problems whenever you're talking about anything. And the conservatives fucking love the cruelty. Like that is their favorite thing. That's why they like buy mm -hmm. 30 pounds mm -hmm. of beef when Joe Biden says, Maybe we should cut back on it or why they like, you know, just, you know, why they make memes about George Floyd after we watched him get murdered. It's why they do anything. It's because they love oh. the cruelty. Right. And they the love owning their enemies. Yeah. Like, you know, like neither part, neither of them want to change anything about the cruelty of the system. The liberals like are a little uncomfortable about it and they think it's rude if you bring it up too much. And the conservatives <laughs> fucking love it. What do we do? Mm. Well, we could, uh, I mean, we could take a, take a page out of Chairman Mao's book and, uh, uh or, or, or conversely, um, Hey, what'd you guys think of uh, young, young, the restless? It's pretty good. Did Dang. you, so Tyler, you like the young, the restless, uh, you like, um, days of our lives, was you like days of your lives and passions. Like those two came on together, NBC, daytime TV, rest in peace. Love you forever. So passions had a mummy. They had a witch. <laughs> they had magic. It, there was magic all over that bitch. What was the plot of Passions? Witch, like, wealthy people in a town having sex with each other while a witch buggles it all up. How much uh, artificial skin well, what, were these wealthy uh, oh, people wearing? Hold on, hold on, the knacker man. I need to, um, hold on, wait. Okay, now tell me more about Passions. <laughs> uh, really, you gotta, like, sell me on Passions. Um, uh, just ignore ignore what the knacker man is doing. Yeah, I see your point. Just, just We not, numb ourselves and we hide from it. Just not, No, hold on, wait, no. Hold off. Knacker man, get away from me. <laughs> Mr. Knacker man. Knacker man, uh, knacker man no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on, wait, Bonji, do you want to plug, plug your shit? Uh, <laughs> uh, knacker man yeah. sees me horribly. <laughs> Uh, the only thing I've got plug the only thing I've got that's worth plugging for the time being is uh, my Twitter at Matt Bonji. Um, at just like just at Bonji is unfortunately taken by an account with zero tweets or likes from 2010. Um, <laughs> so for the time being, at Matt Bonji, uh, M A T T B U O N G I. Uh, over the summer, I'm hoping to start a little project. I can't say much Hell about yeah. it, but 
we will see. So project. Yeah, uh, follow my Twitter for that so that you can be on the ground floor when this little thing takes off. The 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 slaughter floor, the killing the, floor. Be on the killing floor. Let the bodies yeah. on the floor. No, don't. You can, no. you can join me in my new upcoming podcast, Matt and the Knackerman, a conversation. <laughs> um. Sometimes when I close my eyes, I see red. Knackerman. <laughs> <laughs> That's you smell you blood? No, you will. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, so yeah, that's that's Animorphs. Thank thank you everybody. Yeah, watch TV uh, and don't out. let Joe Biden take the meat. We gotta don't keep let, our meat. We got. We have got to keep our meat, folks. That's the takeaway from this episode. <laughs> Official Animorphing Time stance: pro meat. Keep your meat. Pro Knackerman. Good night, everybody. <laughs>